Oddeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hey there, we're BFYTW Podcast. I'm Pantsless Aaron, I'm the host, and we are three silly people playing very silly games for fakey points that don't count for anything. Our permanent team captains are a veteran and a podcaster, and a veteran podcaster, it's Stevie. Hey guys, it's Midnight Smoke here. I love being funny, goofy, and I'm here for your entertainment. And his permanent opponent, my oldest friend and a gamer and a storyteller, it's Jorge. Hey guys, Jorge here, uh, HH underscore Empire, and I am the logical voice to this maelstrom of chaos, sometimes. Well, if you like silly people playing silly games, then you want to come hang out with us at BFYTW Podcast every week. That's BFYTWpodcast.com. Hey! Today the podcast is cute! We're going to be talking about nerdy things! <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons! Dragons! And Dungeons! And Ladies in the Dungeons! And the last Star Wars movies and Dragons! And we're going to also talk about nerdy things! Princess Leia in her slave costume. Hot and ass sexy things like dragons. Welcome everyone to the Pot Askew Podcast. I am CJ and with me as always is my hetero playmate Rico. What's up, man? Bangarang, motherfuckers. Oh, look at you changing it up. Yeah, you know, when it's when it's prudent to what we're talking about, I try to mix it up, but the motherfuckers is now going to be the staple. It'll always be there. <laughs> well, you are fluent in motherfucker, so. Yes, I am. Um, what's going on, man? How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. Uh, it, it was lonely. Fucking. Yeah. Bachelor fucking, style. Uh, yeah, I mean, bachelor style. Sucks uh, balls. Know, when, yeah. When, well, <laughs> that, that, but also, no. Having a partner is is sucking balls but a literal sense and that's good. Um, oh, you went there. I went there. Um no, it, it was it was lonely and you know, it's during COVID and you know, Ron's your landlord, so it's just kind of a mixed <laughs> fucking bag. But, that almost know, nice. that almost sounds like the old British term Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Ron's Bob's your landlord. Uncle, Ron, Ron's your landlord, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was kind of funny. I don't know what actually. it would be. It would be like it would be, you know, the same version as an as a using motherfucker as a verb. I guess like yeah, yeah, the fluidity of of the language. Um, Ron's your father. Ron's your father. Yeah, only only, <laughs> only the DeGeorgias would understand that. Yeah, um, and well, I feel that, like me at this point, even though you know. Yeah, I mean, when he yells at you, you're one of the family, I guess. Is really he hasn't about it. technically yelled at me, though, has he? See, a lot of people misinterpret as him as yelling, but he's just talking. Yeah, I don't think he's yelled at me yet. Like, officially yelled at me. No, 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 no. no. He's, he just... What? <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that I just assume is Ron. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, that, the, the 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 key word for any DiGiorgio, and that includes my brothers, my sister, is the word motherfucker. What. Oh. No, no, what? I'm I I'm I specialize in motherfucker. Uh, but what is? It's a it's like a soft W and an emphasis on the H, and then a really fucking hard T. So it's what? Oh, it's almost like that um, Family Guy joke with the cool whip. Yeah, I yeah. But, like, and I even asked, like, my sisters-in-laws, like, I was like, all right, let me say this word, and you tell me who you think of. I asked my, asked my sister-in-law, and I was like, 
what? And she's like, oh, that's fucking Joel. Like, and then I asked the other one, I was like, oh, that's Alex. And then I asked both of them, they said, that's dad. I'm like, bullshit, that's all of us. Like, yeah. I even, I, I even uh, talked to my sister about it and she said, oh, I don't, uh, Donnie, her husband doesn't ask me anything anymore because I'm, because I will, it's not that we're like, what? That's the stupidest thing you ever heard, which is exactly what it sounds like. Right, right. But, but it, it's just us saying, what? Like, and her husband is just like, not going to ask her shit because he feels like he's going to get his head bitten off. But we're just saying, what? I don't, I don't know what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, that's, that's, yeah, well, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> you had a good Thanksgiving? No, I saw that sandwich you put on Twitter. What the fuck, dude? Oh, man, I, I don't, I'm just going to call that the gobble gobble. Holy shit. It you know, was... it's, it's funny you call it that because there's a, so you, you, we've talked about Wawa before the convenience store here. And I even sent you some of the coffee a couple of years ago, uh, uh-huh. for Christmas, I think actually. Um, uh-huh. and they every year have a thing called the gobbler and it's exactly what you made, except not on Shabbata. It's on like a regular torpedo roll. And it's not, and it doesn't have the green bean casserole, but it's got everything else that you had. I'm not going to lie, man. The green bean casserole was a total game changer because I, you know, I didn't have the green bean casserole for a couple days or a day. Sure. I mean, it, it's fine. It's just a Thanksgiving meal that I find, you know, I find your green bean casserole lacking. <laughs> well, I, I th- and I, th- I think the ciabatta saves it because I think if you do that sandwich on any other type of bread with all that shit, include, and I think the green bean casserole would be like the the tipping point for a standard roll. You know, you need that. Not, ch- you need that. Not, you know, you're not wrong. The ciabatta was actually sort of starting to go stale, so I had to use it. And for anybody who needs a little trick, if your bread is going stale, uh, stick it in the microwave after you kind of douse it in cold water. And it's going to be kind of soggy, but it, it'll it'll be soft. Right, right. And then if you really want to fuck with it again, you can stick it in the toaster or, or fry it on a pan. You get it crispy again. Gotcha. But, I mean, yeah, it was turkey. It was mashed potatoes and gravy. It was uh, stuffing. It was cranberry sauce and then a fucking layer of green bean casserole. And it worked. It, it, it looked mean, delicious on the on the picture you put on it, Twitter. I got no say. matter how you swing it, it's going to be a messy sandwich, though. Oh, for so, sure, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. It, it was fatty. It was salty. It was sweet. It was. You know, it was. It was. Uh, what's the? In, it was indulgence. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was. It was. I think the best way to describe it was unctuous. It was. Just ah, a there fucking, you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it was good and took all my turkey bones and made stock out of it. And I got stock, uh, like a slow cooker bubbling away for, for, uh, with vegetables. I already did the stock broth, but now I put it all in a crock pot to have as a base for a soup. Yeah. And that sounds good, man. Awesome. You, you take good care of stuff. You do good. Fuck her. This is for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) she already was complaining before I made, she's like, Oh, you know, broth is, you know, it's really oily and fatty and upsets my stomach. And I'm like, fuck that. We're going to throw some potatoes in and it'll soak it up. You'll be fine. There you go. Um, I uh, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How yeah. Oh, dude, it's good. It's, it's as, as good as the Spider-Man for the PS4 is, because it still is good, I think this is better. 
And it's not a graphic thing for PS5. It's just, I think it's a better game. Oh, all right. Um, well, I, I can't play it, so... <laughs> no, I, I, I know. The one, one thing I want to tell you about it, though, that I thought was really kind of cool is when you beat the game... After it's going through, the, as it's going through the credits, it gets to a part where first it thanks the writers of the original writers of Miles Morales, the comic book, for teaching people that heroes can be in all shapes and colors, and you know that kind of thing, which I think uh-huh. is neat. And then right after that, it goes to a, and I don't remember the exact wordage, so I'm getting some of it wrong, but it says. And this is game is in tribute to a real legendary king, Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda Forever. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I was so stoked when I saw that. And then I will spoil one little thing about the game for you, Rico, but very small thing because you will get to play it one day, I'm sure. Is there's a statue of Stan in New York City? That's good. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I'm uh, you know, weirdly enough, I also beat a Marvel game uh, during Thanksgiving break. Superheroes uh, two, Lego Superheroes, yeah, Lego Marvel yeah. Superheroes two, and I don't have the same amount of satisfaction as you do. <laughs> I I reached a hundred percent, and I was just like, great! I can never play this game again. I'm happy with that. Like I- it's so. Yeah, you don't get like a fucking teaser or like a reward. I don't know if that says a lot about like us as a generation or like you know a gamer generation where you just expect extra shit when you fucking beat the game. You know, like hey, you get a reward for yeah the game. Isn't that your reward? Like no, we're like we want more and and it's it's weird because you you do get some rewards for beating Spider Man. Um, yeah. So I hear usually you. Usually you get a reward for like other Lego games. Like you get like a bonus thing or like a bonus level. Like they did that for the earlier Lego games. You got to do like a, or they would give you like a preview for like Indiana Jones. Like you saw like a trailer before Indiana Jones came out. Gotcha. Well, I don't know. But this one was just, hey, you got 100%. Go back to the, you know, expansion. Go hit the switch and you get a bunch of studs, even though you got like. Four All billion the... studs already. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, what the? F- yeah, great. That's like, it's like being Jeff Bezos and then getting a bunch of money. You're like, fuck, awesome, <laughs> great, whatever. I um, I actually 100 percent of Miles Morales, and that's that's just by comparison. I did not 100 percent the original Spider-Man. So I was able. What, I was able. What was it about this one that you wanted to make 100? percent It's not opposed- that I didn't want to on the other one. It Miles. That Spider-Man has a different set of powers than Peter Parker. Um, yeah. They they do static share. Th- What's that? The the static shock thing. The oh, it's a little more than static shock, but yeah, the electricity and then the the invisibility. Um, right. So those powers made fighting different and also in a lot of ways easier, but not to the point that you're just kicking the crap out of everybody. Like it still was a challenge, but. But it made the fighting different, so, like, all the little shit that had, like, fighting aspects to it that I probably didn't do in the original, I did in this one. Mm. You know? Okay. Um, stuff like that. So, and it it just was a fun, I don't know, there was something about it that was, 
the other one again, like I said, was fun, but there was something about this that was a lot more fun for some reason. I don't know what it was, and it has nothing to do for me with it being on PS Five. Like it, it just was that. Fu- I think it would have been equally as fun on a PS Four if it was exactly the same game. Do you know what I mean? Maybe so, it's just something that's different about you know you're finally not playing Peter Parker. You're going someone who's Spider Man esque and Spider Man. Like and I'm, different style and I, everything. Yeah, that and I'm I'm actually really intrigued by the Miles Morales character character. Like I feel like I want to go back and, and like maybe get some of the books now and read them. You know? Um What I would imagine it being similar to is that upcoming game, like Gotham Knights. Oh. Where it's it, it's a Batman game, but you don't get to play as Batman. You get to play as Rob, all the Robins and Batgirl. Right, and, and I keep forgetting that's coming. Um, I'm I'm looking more forward to that than there was a no, oh the Suicide Squad game. I I mean it looks good, but I'd rather play the Gotham Knights one. It looks way more interesting. I haven't seen any of the trailers for those. I really have to go watch those. But um, the next game I'm waiting for is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 with Keanu that comes yep. out in like two weeks. Um, but anyway, that aside, um, there was something else I wanted to tell. To, oh, so there's a, there's a show I wanted to tell you about. I don't know if you're aware that it exists, um, cause it's a, it's an app exclusive show. Um, and if you don't have this app, I can connect you with it later. We'll talk about that. But CBS is doing a mini series based on the stand. I saw a trailer for it and I'm intrigued. Um, I, I like, I didn't finish. I, I think I read the er, like the earlier on like the not expanded version of the stand. I definitely read one of them, but it was not the fucking one that felt like 2000 pages. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, I gotta say the balls on CBS for making the stand, during coronavirus is kind of fucking amazing because it's about a fucking plague that wipes out most of humanity. Well, I mean, my guess is with something like that, they started it long before COVID, you know. They've been wanting to make it. Actually, Ben Affleck was originally supposed to direct it way back in, like, 2017. Hmm. And then it moved on to David Yates, the guy who did uh, the majority of the Harry Potter films. Okay. And then I guess it just said, fuck it, we're going to make a show out of it. And I don't know. It, CBS is not against the, 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 the station and the channel, but, but like it's kind of a bizarre tame station to adapt Stephen King. You know what I mean? It's kind of like ABC Family doing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, and, but and see, the, to be the, app, the, source. the app allows them to do things that aren't as family friendly. Like for example, that's where Picard is. Picard's pretty gritty. For Star Trek, it's pretty gritty. And the language well, is pretty heavy. I mean, it's not, you know, motherfuckers left and right, but it's certainly not you know what I'm saying? As written by Rico, motherfuckers are left and right. <laughs> right. Right. I, I would I would love to do Star Trek that way. Be like, beam me up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> beam me uh, up, fucky. Uh, All right, but, um, I'm I'm definitely intrigued by it. I'll, you know, chances are it'll probably be released on fucking Hulu or some air variation. No, it's exclusive to the app. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, an app exclusive miniseries. 
Well, when it comes out, I'll 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 hound you. It's 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 running now, so we'll we'll have to talk. But all right, um, there are some actors that I'm not thrilled about, but whatever. Yeah, the thing that intrigued me, I I don't think I'm gonna watch it, but the thing that intrigued me was Whoopi. Whoopi, uh, I actually I think she's perfectly cast. To be perfectly honest, Um, yeah, I don't know enough about the story, but what does intrigue me is that. This is the uh, um, Alexander Skarsgård, older brother of Bill Skarsgård, is in the show. So you got two Skarsgårds that have been in Stephen King adaptations. You got Bill played Pennywise, and he was also in Castle Rock. And then you got Alexander Skarsgård, who's just in this fucking show. I just, I think it's kind of intriguing. There you go. Um, and then... You gotta get a movie with Stellan, their dad. Yeah, yeah. Um... We have one more piece of news to get into, and then we're going to get into the episode. Um, sad news. I'm guessing you saw this already, Rico, but if you didn't, my, my apologies for springing this on you on the air. But um, David Prowse died yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is kind of weird timing. I, uh, I watched a movie that I'd owned forever but I'd never seen called comic book the movie it was yes i i we've talked about it because the extras have a really good thing on voice acting i was telling you about that a while ago i have not seen the second disc yet because i watched the first movie like i watched the movie i think two nights ago Mm. and i was tweeting at mark hamill because mark hamill wrote it directed it yeah stars stars in it yeah I've actually never seen and the movie. I've only seen the extras. <laughs> it's it, it's. Uh, I hear it's not great. Good. What? Movie's fine. It's, yeah, it's a mockumentary, but it, it's the the most fascinating part of it is that the majority of the actors in it are voice actors. So you get to see voice actors actually act, like Tom Kenny, who uh, plays uh, SpongeBob, isn't it? And he's and obviously Mark Hamill. Um, uh, I, I, I'm blanking on it, but, uh, um, our, uh, Eileen Sorkin. Okay. And, uh, she, she's in it. Um, uh, and they, a lot of the interviews are improvised. So this is the, the, the premise is, is Mark Hamill, but his character's name is, uh, Donald Swan, Don Swan. Oh, he's a teacher who is, his, you know, he's a big comic book aficionado like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill basically said that Don Swan is just a slightly exaggerated version of himself. And he's obsessed with this superhero named Captain Courage. And basically, Captain Courage is just Captain America, but slightly different. And it was a golden age thing from the 40s. And, and I mean, it's, it's a fictional character that Mark Hamill created for this movie. And I'm watching it. I can't help but think he and Kevin must have been writing Strike Back and this movie around the same time because it's very similar in the sense that a comic book movie is being made on Captain Courage and Mark Hamill's character is afraid that it's going to take away the soul of the character. They want to update it and rebrand it as Commander Courage, and he looks like a black ops dude, and instead of his little Robin, plucky, bucky sidekick, it's going to be a hot, big-boobied fucking sidekick character uh, that he can have some sexual tension with. So it's all about him being involved in this film studio, 
trying to like he's kind of like fighting with them about like no you're taking away the this the soul of the character i thought you were find it ridiculous and blah 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 and in it there's a lot of little jokes and innuendos and allusions to star wars at one point they go to comic-con and mark hamill and his and his buddy have been walking around comic-con all day so they're exhausted and they go up to a table outside and they say Hey, do you mind if we uh, take a seat here? Are these chairs taken? And it's David Prowse and um, oh, fuck, uh, Chewy. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Thank you. Yep. And this is the one I, I can never remember. The guy who Jeremy Bullock. That's his fucking name. The guy who played Boba Fett. Okay. So they're the original they're all, Boba. Yeah. The original Boba Fett. And they're all sitting at the table. He's like, "Can I? Can, do you mind if we sit here?" And David Prowse says, "Keep walking, son." Like little little jokes like that. And then Peter Mayhew does a kind of fucking chewy sound, and <laughs> Boba doesn't say. Jeremy Bullock doesn't say anything. But um, little jokes like that. So I just saw David Prowse. It's it is kind of astounding that the timing is weird. Well, and so right. so did I, because, you know, the other day, just for the hell of it, I kind of went on a bit of a Star Wars binge. I watched Episode 4, A New Hope, Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, and then I went into Solo. Now, obviously, he's not in Solo, but he's definitely in those first two. So, right. um, so yeah, me, me too. I did uh, tweet at, did you see the tweet I tweeted at uh, Mark Hamill? No, I think I missed that one. There's a there's a part where he's talking and he said he's talking about specifically Ben Affleck. He's like, I like Ben Affleck. I think, you know, it'd be great if he was a superhero and he could fly. So I took a photo of, of that with the subtitles on, on my screen and tweeted at Mark Hamill and Kevin Smith. I said, see, clearly Mark Hamill is a time traveling Jedi who predicted Ben Affleck would be Batman before anybody else did. And the fact that it's the Joker makes it super meta. Well, I think it's more of a reference that he played Superman. No, this is way... This is 2002. So this is before Daredevil. This is before Superman. This is before Batman. This was... Dude, before he, I, he he played Superman? And it's 2004, actually. I was looking it up when you talked. Okay, well, maybe right around the same time as Daredevil, but it's... Uh, but he doesn't specifically say Daredevil. He said Pearl. No, Harbor. but so I was I like... thinking because he plays that. Um, he, 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 he plays, plays George Reeves. That's in, it. Yeah, in, in Hollywoodland as Superman. But that was in 2007, so that was years later. Okay. But the whole, I mean, obviously he's not saying I think Ben Affleck should play Batman, but I alluded to it, and Mark Hamill did like the tweet. He didn't say shit about it, but he liked it. Well, that's that's proof he hasn't blocked you. Proof that he hasn't blocked me, proof he hasn't muted me, but he's, uh, you know, we, we've, it's so weird. I was talking to my mom. My mom said that she could have sworn she saw Mark Hamill, like, yesterday, like, out in public. And I'm like, Mom, I highly doubt he was just in the Bay Area. I was like, I swear he looked just like Mark Hamill what? from that Uber Eats vegan thing with him and Picard. And I'm like, what the fuck? Doesn't he live up there? No. Oh. No, he lives in Hollywood. He lives in Hollywood. Oh, all right. Um, he was born in Oakland. But he didn't. Well, maybe he still got family up there. He was up there for Thanksgiving. Nah, I don't think he. 
Well, no, because he was a Navy brat. He wasn't oh, raised right. in Oakland. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, he most likely would have had Thanksgiving in Japan because he went to high school in Japan. Ah, well, there you, well, yeah. All right. All right. None of this shit has anything to do with what today we're talking about. No, but it is. Today is, well, it's a holiday weekend. I'm still feeling the hangover from Thanksgiving dinner. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going pretty easy today. We're going pretty, pretty simple, pretty easy. And we are going to do a commentary, which is something we haven't done in a while, actually. Um, so a little excited to do that. Um, but I want to give some background on it, too, because it is a... I was thinking about this today, Rico. This is actually a kind of an important commentary for us, as I think about it. Yeah, uh, this is sort of us coming full circle in a roundabout way. Um, Should we announce that this is the final episode of us? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, now I now I know what I'm thankful for. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, uh, when CJ and I first met, as as I'm sure some of you know, um, meeting met online when we first got to know each other. I was I had just done some Rico's rants on a bunch of Peter Pan adaptations. And he was looking for a co-host, and I sent him, I think, one or two, but one of them was Hook. The first one I, was Hook. The first one was Hook, and yep. then I sent, yep. I don't know, I don't know what the second one was I sent you, but. I think it was just another think, Peter Pan one. I think it was. You may have also yeah. looked at the other ones and been like, oh, okay, he, he did. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I looked at the Hook one that you sent me, and then I scrolled, scrolled through your channel, and I forget what another one that I actually watched, but it wasn't okay. Peter Pan, it was a different film but right a different franchise but so essentially peter pan kind of brought us together in a roundabout way um and i mean i look i am not gonna fucking say that hook is like the like the best steven spielberg movie even he doesn't think it is um but it was definitely a movie that i rewatched abundantly as a child as as an adolescent as a teenager like i've i I have the subtitles on just to have, but I probably could more or less quote this movie. Almost I, I, I don't know if I could do it word for word, but I could do it pretty, pretty well. Um, right. I, uh, well, we'll get into it as we watch the film, but yeah. So, it, but it is, it occurred to me as you brought up that, you know, this was like the thing that kind of brought us together a little bit. So I think that's kind of neat too, that we're finally sitting down and watching this film together. So um, that said, if you have not already started queuing up your your copies, however you have Hook, um, we've got it up. Um, I'm not going to give you a timestamp because, unfortunately, Rico and I are using different formats, so we're at different timestamps. But what I will describe to you is that the Pegasus has come on screen and is about to run towards the center, just on the left-hand side of the screen. So that's about mm-hmm. where we're at. Rico, why don't you give them your timestamp because you're on DVD and it's more likely to be accurate? Sure. Uh, so I don't know if it's different for Blu-ray, but for DVD, it is the eight-second mark. So okay. just and- like he described, Pegasus is on the left. He's about to start fucking hauling ass towards us. And actually, I'm streaming and I'm at nine seconds, so maybe we're actually closer than I thought. All right. So, um, so there we go. So if you guys know, if you guys know the drill... 
uh, if you want the volume muted or low, that's fine. But you got to put your put. We recommend putting your subtitles on if it is a feature. And uh, let's get this goddamn good time over with. Okay, and hit play in three, two, one. All right. All right. Pegasus just jumped over Trice. Yeah, we're oh we're we're in sync, homeboy. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Uh, it. I hope your internet connection doesn't fuck up, and I hope my uh, DVD, my DVD doesn't fuck up. Scratched. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, I will tell you, Rico, while we're waiting for the the thing to line up. This is my second favorite Peter Pan adaptation. Honestly, what's your first one? Uh, Finding Neverland. I, I think that gets uh, – I mean, it is an adaptation, but it's not. It's a biopic about Barry, you know? It's, it's sure. That's kind of a stretch. But – well, okay. But, I mean, I like that better yeah. than just, – Just just phrase it differently. It's your it's your second favorite Peter Pan-themed okay. film. Yeah. Yeah. Then it qualifies. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, um, yeah, there's a lot of bad Peter Pan adaptations. There's There's – they're gonna make another one. I heard they're making another live action Peter Pan. I'm like, God damn it! Like, yeah, they're just taking advantage of the fact this kid does not fucking grow up, so they can keep fucking making movies. I haven't seen Pan from like I guess is it maybe ten oh, years ago at this fucking, point. It's it's awful. Is it? It's yeah, so bad. it's so bad. It's so confusing, and it really should just be called Panned. I um I don't want I don't know if we want to get into it today, but I'm curious why they always cast women to play Peter Pan in plays. That was. That was the uh, the tradition. It was the first. It's the same thing as why the same actor who usually plays uh, Mister Darling also plays Captain Hook. It was just tradition. Huh. Uh, and usually, I think it was like at the time, it was who can convey a young boy. You know, if we have a man do it, it looks you know it looks like he grew up. Right. If we have a young woman you know, who kind of resembles a young boy. It's it's better instead of having casting children because back then it was like, I think the laws were more or less the same. You know, sure, they didn't, sure. I, I think they didn't want to have, like if there was a mishap, they could, if, if the, if Peter Pan was flying and fell from the wires, they didn't kill a child. They, you know, fucked up a grown woman's leg. Maybe I don't, but ultimately it boils down to tradition nowadays. No, I hear you. That makes sense. Um, let's get right into the fact that, you know, the other thing that occurred to me, Rico, is I'm pretty certain this is the first commentary we did with a Robin Williams film. Um, You're probably right. Um, yeah, I don't think we've done a Robin Williams. As much as we talk about him as a, a an actor and a comedian, somebody we, we both enjoy immensely, you know. You know what I didn't realize until years later? This is set in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, which, not for nothing, I didn't realize that was a reoccurring Robin Williams thing. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jack, and this are all set in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Well, he's from the Bay Area, isn't he? Well, he was born in Chicago, but he... Moved to the Bay Area and just stayed put. Right, that's my which, kind of what, yeah, that's what I meant, really. But yeah, I mean, he there's a there's a uh, he actually lived sort of past Lucas Ranch, so like past Marin County is really so up he, further north. 
Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I actually, I didn't think about the fact that, like, I knew Rob Williams was in this movie, obviously, but I didn't register the fact that I'm going to be watching it. It's still hard, man. It's really fucking No, difficult. I got you. Um, before we, I mean, I, I, I'm going to point them out as they come along, but this movie has got a ton of cameos and I, and a lot of them are like random as shit. So okay. I'll try and point them out as they come along. Some Not of them yet. are rock stars. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's, what's interesting to me while we're waiting here is like, I was looking this up a little bit and I have both the IMDB and the wiki open in case we needed facts, but, um, Neither of the kids from this have really done anything since. Uh, Charlie Corsmo was in another movie called Can't Hardly Wait. Yes, but then he didn't do anything for 20 years. <laughs> he kind of became like, if I if I know correctly, he became like a sort of conservative uh, commentator or like journalist. Like he, oh. he went, yeah, he went really kind of conservative. Um oh. That's, I don't know what else to say. There's not much else that you can say. Little girl didn't do shit, though. Nope. Nope. Although she's hot now. Oof. Is, is she? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is All ironic right. because, you know, the little girl from Field of Dreams? Yeah. Not so it? much. Be nice, goddammit. I'm not saying she's ugly, but compared to, like, if we're putting... Well, what does that got to do? It doesn't have anything. I'm, hey, I, I'm still a man, damn it. Yeah, but the only connection to that is like, oh, yeah, baseball. Well, yeah. See, that is totally Northern California right there. Okay. Which I don't understand playing baseball during Christmas, but that must be a Californian thing. I even I Yeah, don't... that's a little weird. It, it says weird. winter tournament, so maybe it's just a tournament. Maybe it's not like a whole season or some shit. I, I... Okay, so here's a quick little cameo. I don't know if it's going to say it on the subtitles, but... Okay, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. That's Dustin Hoffman. Oh, well, I mean, it's not exactly a cameo. He's in the fucking film. But it's a cameo of him playing a different... But the joke is, this is your captain speaking. Oh, okay, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're on Pan Am, so... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, I, I still, and we'll, we'll bring it up as it comes along, but there's still, I got some fucking questions of how the fuck this move, like, how Captain Hook got the kids, and we'll get there. It just, I, I you know, questions, motherfucker, like. <laughs> and that's you without a parachute. That's fucked up, like. Right? Like, I, look, my dad missed a couple of my fucking, like, school things, but I didn't draw a picture of him dying. Apparently he missed, like, a lot of them, though. Well, I, and that's a Spielberg thing. Like, that's so common. A neglectful father is, is like, the Spielberg trademark. Gotcha. Well, I mean, true. We've talked And we've talked about that before. Um, I mean, fuck. E.T., Close Encounters. Yeah. Indiana Jones. A.I., to a degree. AI, even Jurassic Park, the, the kids' parents aren't there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's and which says a lot about Spielberg's own relationship with that. <laughs> right, right. Um, by the way, not to harp on this week, but we're literally about a half a second apart, so I think we're in good oh. shape. So, 
I, I ain't touching shit. I'm gonna no, no, no. Shit. I'm just like because I can see your screen and mine simultaneously. So I'm just turning off my controller so I don't bump it. Uh, see, mine mine automatically turns off after X amount of minutes. So well, it does, but I I want to stretch out on the couch. So gotcha. Yeah, this I is probably fucking... the most comfortable you've been for any of our commentaries. <laughs> oh, for sure. Most of the time, I'm like. You know, on my stomach with my head raised and it hurts my neck, or I'm sitting and you know. I wish I wish <laughs> the boom arm on my my mic was a little bit longer so I could lean back because my chair will lean back. I could get comfy, but then you won't hear me. Mo- most guys usually want their boom a little longer, so don't don't feel bad about that. That boom is plenty long, thank you. Okay. Right here is one of the, like, even as a little kid, I thought this was one of the funniest fucking parts of the whole movie. First impressions are the most important. Shoes tied, shirt tucked. Give me this. All right. Remember, you're in England. Land of good manners. Uncle Toodles, it's snowing! And he slams the fucking door. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, I was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. It's a good movie. I think it's, look, it may not be Spielberg's best film, but I fucking love it. I still do. He uh, tried rewatching it recently, and he couldn't. He broke down because of Robin. Um, oh, well, yeah, I could see for, that. Well, for years, he said he was not happy with the production, and and he wished that he could have made, you know, Peter Pan flying look a little bit more realistic, which I thought was fine personally. <laughs> I was about to say. So you know, I didn't I didn't share this yet, Rico, and I think it's we got off onto another topic. But I actually saw this in theaters. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's still a thing, but when I was a kid, birthday parties at movie theaters were a big deal. Like, that was a thing that happened a lot. That and bowling alleys. And mm-hmm. what some kid I went to school with, I forget who it was now, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but we weren't super close, but I was still invited, um, mm-hmm. had his birthday party at a theater, and what we saw was this. And what'd you think of it then? You loved oh, it? I, I've always... I've always liked this movie from the first time I saw it. Yeah. One of the better lines in this film is I've lost my marbles. Yep. Now here, Maggie Smith, I, I didn't realize who she was until after I saw sister act. If that makes any sense. See, I saw sister act way later, but me too, but I didn't put together that this was her. I think this was the first time I saw Maggie Smith, but then probably me too. But I didn't realize it was her. Is what I'm getting at. So well, my my the interesting thing is is that she looks like this now. She filmed this when she was 52 or something, and she they obviously aged her the fuck up. Um, but now she looks still kind of like this. Like it's you know she finally matches her age. Well, I mean that happens. Uh, let's see. I mean, if my math serves me, she is 86 this year. God damn. So. And actually, in a month. A month from, a month from yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah, she better fucking make it. I think it's also it. interesting that she is, her name is Maggie Smith, and the granddaughter, is, or the great-granddaughter's name is Maggie. Maybe that was on purpose. It's possible. Um, I, th- 
I think it could be, but I think Maggie is also a variation of Moira. Like the root of Moira and Maggie. Yeah, but that's what Mo- the that's what the the other woman's name is. The wife's name. Well, the mother. So yeah, it's Moira yeah, yeah. and Margaret. Oh, I see I, what you're saying. I, I follow where you're going. Yeah. I think it's both. I mean, I think it's definitely like, hey, we got Maggie Smith. Let's name the kid Maggie. This is a great one. Peter, you become a pirate. And that weird knowing smirk. Yeah, she's always had that. She actually looks a lot like my great aunt who had Alzheimer's and, and everything. They have the same, like, not the same face, but they have the same smile, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, it makes sense. This was always creepy as fuck to me. Do you have your subtitles on? Yeah, but no one's saying anything. No, well, it's saying wind howling on mine, which I think is interesting. Oh, well, like, I just have, like, subtitles, subtitles. I mean, it doesn't have descriptive subtitles. Well, yeah, these are the only subtitles that were available on mine. So. <laughs> There's your mermaids. Yeah, which, I guarantee he did not tell Moira about that incident. <laughs> He's like, oh, so I was saved by, you know, all these mermaids were making out with me under the ocean. She's like, what? And he's like, I mean, nothing. The old classic Peter Pan pose. Subconscious yep. is coming up. Did I tell you who wrote this fucking thing? No, but I have it here. It is... So, Nick uh, Castle. J.V. Hart and Nick Castle. So Nick Castle wrote the story treatment for it because it was his kid who said... Uh, Asked him, like, what, you know, did Peter Pan ever grow up? And he made him think and write a whole story about it. Nick Castle is a filmmaker and director in his own way, but he's the guy who originally played Michael Myers in the first Halloween film. Well, no wonder he had to write this. He needed something that would make him some money. Wow, you're a dick. <laughs> How big of a dick are you? You are a Robin Williams screaming at his dick in a second kind of dick. <laughs> this always scared the shit. Uh, you don't see Robin Williams be angry and loud and screaming. And... No, not often. No, if ever. And it frightened me, dude. Uh, you know, because Robin Williams is like everyone's favorite uncle. Right. Just right. Oh, God. Ah. Like you see that genuine fucking worry and fear on the kids. Like, well, doesn't he kind of flip out at it? Um, Will. In Goodwill Hunting, one time, he grabs him by the throat and says, "You ever disrespect my wife again, I will fucking end you!" Like Jesus Christ, yeah, Robin. exactly. So, but the difference is he didn't win an Oscar for this. <laughs> uh... Oh, I love when she does it. Is it? Yeah, is it? I think this is when she does what she does, and I love it. Yeah, it is weird that all my subtitles don't say phone ringing like I'm sure it does for you. Yeah, I'm getting out, out of context. Yeah. If if you were if you're deaf and you just have the DVD, you're kind of like, oh, the phone ring. Okay, great. Hello, you there? Can I can I jump to the end of the movie for? A minute? Well, no, I guess we'll wait till we get there. But there's a part of it that I'm like, what the fuck? What the phone's still working? Yes. 
Especially those I mean, phones. Those phones had like no. I mean, people complain about the battery life on smartphones. No, <laughs> those phones I, had like no life. I still don't know the timing, like the time lapse of this. Whether it only lasted a day in London, I would say it's a day in real world time. Yeah, or an evening, okay. even like an overnight. Not even a whole first, day. First, first off, Brad is a fucking idiot for being on the line that long. Well, I was going to go there next. I just didn't get there. But yeah. We're talking over a very poignant conversation about him missing his children growing up like the, you know. Yeah, he missed a lot. So, every time a dog dies, they just get another one and call it Nana. I, I guess. Like, they just, ah, Nana died, let's get Nana 7. Like, <laughs> well, isn't that what Nana... the Simpsons do with Snowball? So True. They have, Snowball, they, have like... but they call them Snowball 3, Snowball 4. Like, they actually add the number to right, it, whereas right. this one is just Nana. Oh, I, in my research, that's actually a first edition of Peter Pan and Wendy. The that's book. pretty awesome. Spielberg probably had it in his fucking shelf. <laughs> yeah, probably. Scary old Captain Hook. See, now, I mean, this is this is fictional. This whole thing. Well, sure, sure. They, yeah. But it is an interesting concept that, me, that, that James Barry, in this version, heard them telling stories and was like, oh, they would be good. Let's write them down, you know? Like he's a giant plagiarist. <laughs> well, I mean, to a degree, the ones he writes, even in Finding Neverland, it's what the kids come up with, if you think about it. It, it, it was sort of group effort. Right. You know, he got inspired. I mean, even then, that's fictional because... It seems like the implication is that he's really close to the kid, Peter, played by Freddie Highmore. Yeah. When really he wasn't. Like, he was friendly with the other, like, I think there was Michael. Like, he was closest to Michael. In what, in real life, you mean? Yeah, yeah, in real life. And I think Peter just rolled well with Peter Pan. You know, he was trying to make a little imp elfin character. Sure. Okay, right here. He says he's a window washer. Okay, so she's talking about a mean, scary man at the window, and we're like, is that Smee? Is that Hook? Is Hook just hanging outside waiting for, like, the fucking parents to leave? Like, and if that's the case, shouldn't there be a giant-ass fucking ship outside? And what's with all the green glow that's going to come up in a couple minutes? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the abduction is just weird. Because yeah. as we see later, like Hook drags his fucking, um, he, he hook, drags his hook all around the house. And it starts at the front door. But they come in through the window. So it starts at maybe the front he, door? Well, or maybe it ends at the front door. But it's like if you're going to come in through the window, why go out the front door in the middle of fucking London? You know, I think people would, I think the British people would fucking notice, 
a giant ass pirate ship and a bunch of pirates with screaming children <laughs> like right maybe well, maybe they maybe it was and the brits were like ah fuck them they're americans like get <laughs> they're fucked <laughs> well i mean we'll we'll take a look when we get closer but i don't know that's a good question the rest of this movie i'm fine with because you gotta fucking suspend disbelief you know wait you suspend point. disbelief sometimes huh how about that it's usually midair. I'm suspensive midair, and, and... <laughs> oh, that's interesting. They they didn't include her full name on the subtitles. I her name is Wendy Moira Angela Darling. But yeah, they just wrote Wendy Angela Darling. Same on, on mine. Yeah. Well, maybe they did. I don't. I assumed it was always Wendy Moira Angela Darling because they always introduce her character as such. Huh. Did you know that Jay and Barry invented the name Wendy? No. Yeah. You pretty much created the name Wendy, and, and now it's super popular. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it's super popular in a fucking kind of 1940s on, and I don't know too many, you know, Gen Z fucking Wendy's. True, but I mean, names tend to make a, a comeback, you know? Sure. See this this scene got to me even though I didn't understand it at five or four or whatever, but I understood it was impactful. Just the line of "We do have something in common. We're all orphans," and, yeah. I, and I didn't really understand it, but I understood it was some deep shit. There's some deep shit in this scene. Yeah, man. So. Okay, so it's not saying it on the subtitles, but when Nana is barking, it's going woof, 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 woof. And then at the last woof, she actually says hook. I remember right? that. Yeah. Toodles he does. It's him. It's hook. not. Yeah. yeah. It's Toodles. No, she says hook. That wakes him up. She's letting him know that hook is outside. She goes woof, 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 hook, woof, hook. Oh. I think I missed that. I was looking at something on my other screen. They don't even say it. They don't even do the hook, hook, hook bullshit, even when Tool's saying it on mine. Oh, no, I had oh. it. Oh, of course yours is going to have it. They're going to have subtitles for when an insect farts on screen, you know? Yeah, well, you know, insect fart is an important thing. Um, That's why so he calls I, uh, Tinkerbell little bug. <laughs> I, I did look up. The Wendy thing. Um, you're right that he in, he invented it, or is, and invented is in quotes, but they are saying he invented it as its own standalone name. However, people who were named Gwendolyn before that and were commonly called Wendy is like a nickname. Okay, so so G Wendy was a nickname of Gwendolyn, but he popularized it as a first name. Correct. Correct. Got it. Because she's not Gwendolyn Moira Angela. Right, she's, she's just Wendy. Wendy. Right, and then it's because I know some people that are named Jack, and their name is Jack. It's not right. John. It's Jack. You know, all, right. so. all this shit. What the fuck is going on in this fucking scene? Fucking blankets are flying off. There's the invisible ghost or, uh, pirates. It's like the ghost pirates in the South Park Halloween special. I've never seen that. Oh, you'd love it. It's corn. Corn's oh, I have seen that then. Yeah, that's one of the few yeah. episodes I've watched. 
they're green fucking glowing ghost pirates. Like, that's the only way I can... Uh. Neville is that English. Yeah, he fucks up his name. He's like, Norbert? No, he's like, Nigel. Right, so right here. Yeah. We see all the... Yeah, we see the fucking windows all fucked up. Either they walked out the front door or they walked through the front door. But in which case, why is the back window being flung open, like, in the green glow? and Just the power how... bringing the ship to... Yeah, how the fuck did they do that? Did they fucking grab Tinkerbell and, or another pixie and douse themselves in magic fairy dust and float their asses here? I don't fucking... I don't know. Just give me... I, I You know, this is the only part of this whole movie where I'm like, what the fuck? I get it. The wind came up, the door closed on me. I heard delivery for the children with uh, screaming. Oh, I know. It was so fucked up. It's eerie as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they're hiding in a closet with shelves. <laughs> Well, speaking of hiding in the closet, we'll we'll get there, but yeah, there's very interesting thing. So okay, so Peter's required of the presence of your children. So it's either Hook was there, or it's or he wasn't there. Yeah, because all that damage could have been done with that dagger instead of the hook. Sure, but that's a big trustworthy thing to trust me and the other pirates to fucking do this, which he is convinced Peter Banning is Peter Pan. We know he is. Spoiler for fucking whatever. Right. But he still has doubt when he sees Peter Banning. He says, you're not Peter. Like, are, you oh, saying, like, are, are you saying Banning or Panning? Because I thought it was Panning with a P. Banning. It, it is Banning. Hmm. Oh, so that cop? That's Phil Collins. Oh, shit, it is Phil Collins. Look at that. And when he was in this, at when they were filming, the British were reporting him as being in this, and he was really worried that they were going to say, oh, Phil Collins, Dustin Hoffman, and Robin Williams are all in a movie together, because he was worried that he is just in this one cameo that the audience would think that he had all of his scenes cut uh, because of his poor acting. Ah. Uh. But no, it's just, you know. See, Phil Collins can feel it in the air tonight. <laughs> well, it is cold. Yep. The police can do nothing. Oh, really? The American police. I love how she, like, Gives her a busy work so they can talk about the real problem. <laughs> yeah, and not be like, you know, you have to go back to Never Neverland. And Mara's like, okay, Grandma, you need some medicine. Yeah, yeah. You take your medicine like fucking Peter and Tink. Hi, Sophia. Fucking, she's pulling a Nana. She's fucking trying to warn me that a hook is out front. Yeah. Hook played by Ron. He's five foot six, least intimidating hook ever, except for Christopher Walken. 
Although Dustin Hoffman is by five, I think. Nothing before that. Try, Peter, to try. It is kind of astounding how in this, in movies like this, where like there's some severe repressed memory, like how he just doesn't fucking remember the fact that he was flying. Like, not for nothing, man. I would remember that shit if I was seven. I guess. I mean, there's certain things. I've had things happen in my life. Like, I had a real severe car accident that to this day I don't remember. So. Wow. Well, that's trauma-inducing. I would imagine flying and... But it gives the other impression, like, Peter Banding is way older than he is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because he was practically immortal. I mean, it shows uh, later uh, a flashback of him as a baby, and it's like 19 or like 1880s or something. Yeah, I guess. So he's well over 100 years old, technically. But I'm okay with that. I'm, see, yeah, that I mean, shit. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm just the fucking kidnapping scene confuses balls out of me, especially since they have like his personal information, like they have his driver's license and everything. Right, right. You know what annoys me is every time we fucking do a commentary. It's usually with like an amazing score that we're always lamenting we can't hear. Yeah, Danny Elfman, John Williams, like, or even some of the songs. Some of them have had songs even that we thought were real good. You know, yeah. Or I delivery, just... like when we did Fifth Element and Chris Tucker's delivery. Just you know, it it, it yeah, that in and of itself as a put... character. Yeah, but I can just put the t- uh, the tea kettle on. And I get Chris Tucker. <laughs> Standing in that pose again. Yep. This poor guy, he's like, my kid, my children are kidnapped, and my the woman who like found me adoption, raised me and shit, is going senile, and she thinks Peter Pan's real, and blah blah blah. And worse, she thinks I'm him. What they didn't show on the subtitles is when he bumped into that crib, he said, sorry. It said it on mine. Yeah. yeah. But he's... That's when you're that type of drunk. You were oh, just I've, like, I've, yeah, I've been there. It's the same thing when you get aggressive as shit and you like bump into something and you go, motherfucker! It's just mm-hmm. like you're talking to a chair. Yep. Or dude. Oh, I'll take a step further. I've actually thrown the chair. You're a... Fucking abusive drunk, buddy. <laughs> Actually, I've done that sober. You're just abusive. You really need to fucking take it easy. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Thanks a lot. You're he does this well. He does. Well, is that is that CGI or do you think that's practical in some capacity? I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I would agree. My guess is that that right there is is CGI. Right. However, 
there was probably someone off camera with a flashlight, like shining it on him to give the the you oh, know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Now Juliet doesn't have a great memory of this. Am I correct? She doesn't not fond of this film. Uh, everyone, including her, did not like her in this film. Yeah, she, I, thought, I thought she was fine. She was known as Tinker Hell. Um, she had fled her engagement to Kiefer Sutherland and hid out in Ireland right when filming was about to com- like start yeah, or in the middle it- of filming. And Spielberg fucking was furious. Like Spielberg doesn't seem like the guy, like the guy who get furious, but he like tracked her down. Like I don't know if he went to Ireland and like yelled at her, but he he said, "If you are not back, you are fired." And I'll never work with you again. And you, Spielberg's not a motherfucker you want to piss off. That dude nope. like has a lot of influence. Well, I don't think so, they've worked together since anyway, have they? That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I mean, she's lucky she came back to this and, you know, went and did fucking well, I mean, pretty woman was before this, but my best friend's my best friend's wedding and the oceans movies and shit. But yeah, she was apparently bitching to everybody and about all the wire work she had to do and yeah it was she was not for nothing dude like i i kind of like julia robert julia roberts performances but i'm not overly fond of julia roberts if that makes sense yeah i hear that i'm i'm learning that about several people in life in general mm. um without getting into details i just i just found that out about eric clapton I don't know enough about Eric Clapton to have an opinion. Yeah, he he basically wrote a song encouraging people to not social distance and to not wear their masks. That's weird. That's yeah. weird that he would do that. No, I did some research. It's about on par, unfortunately. Can we just point out the fact that Peter Banding is absolutely willing to murder a fucking pixie right here? She said... Every time someone says, I do not believe in fairies, a fairy falls down dead. And he just screams in her fucking face. Like, I really hope you die. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, what if that was true? Yeah. Not for nothing, I'm not digging Julia with the pixie cut. Yeah. She kind of looks like my mom. I've always said my mom looks like Julia Roberts and Uma Thurman combined. Okay. I missed all that joke when I was little. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, look, Star, do you think that's a throwback to Roger Rabbit? I think it's just a throwback to... How is that drink not falling? Did you see that? No. His drink is still standing on the... sitting on the railing. All right, wait, 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 couple right there that are about to that are making out. Yeah, that even though you never see them, this has been confirmed numerous times. That is Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. That's a little weird. I, but Carrie Fisher also did a bunch of uh, uncredited rewrites for this. No, no I, I, I'm I'm just saying it's weird about her and Lucas making out. I've got no problem with them being in it. Well, I don't think they were making out. I think they were pretending to kiss. Well. 
Okay. It, it's even more weird the fact that they would make that a cameo, but you never see their face. True. It's like, why Why include it? Just because. And also, how fucking traumatized are they going to be? They're fucking making out. They're like, where the fuck? Are, why are we in the sky? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, how long does that shit last? I don't know. And it's hours, days, weeks. I don't know. Yeah, see? There's a if you look at that clock, who the fuck can tell what time in this fucking yeah. thing? <laughs> well, that is that's not idea. a crocodile. That is a fucking dinosaur. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that thing from Jurassic World that, uh, whatever the, that fucking thing was. Yeah. No, no, the or- Adamus is the T-Rex. What, it was that, that water creature. Oh, the Mosasaurus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fucking love this whole setting. I thought this was, this was movie magic for me. It's still pretty badass. This looks more cooler than, uh, all right, so, allegedly there's another cameo. I think that one of the pirates here, the one with the beard, that uh, guy? the eye patch, I, I think that's Jimmy Buffett. Who? Jimmy Buffett? Oh, I I thought I heard you say Jimmy Love It. I was like, who the fuck is that? But no, if it, I uh, don't know. Yeah, pretty sure it's Jimmy Buffett. I know David Crosby's in this. Well, why wouldn't David Crosby be a pirate somewhere? I mean, but like, come you, on, you would actually, but you could tell it's David Crosby. Like, what the fuck? Well, because David Crosby looks like a pirate. I mean, let's be real about it. You know who doesn't a... look like a? You know who doesn't look like a pirate, but is a pirate in this? Who? Glenn Close. What? I'll show you when we get there. I swear to fuck. And you're going to be like, oh, no shit. That's awful. It would have been funnier if you had said Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) This, you know, what we're not hearing is the music. The music is this super creepy. Yeah. like Like a weird moaning kind of shit. Fucking imposing as shit, dude. Yeah. And here we go. Ah, uh, good old Bob Hoskins. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. No, he apparently did that on set. Oh, did he? Bob Hoskins, I think, is the only one who had the most fun in this movie. It, it looks like it too. That's the crazy dude, part. During a long, like fucked up shoot uh he bought 300 crew members and extras beer well that's a little bit different than what kevin did but same idea yeah jolly roger looks fucking gargantuan it's just it's just for him like it's just for hook and smee unless they have these little fucking moments Now, you told me at some point that all these pirates are former Lost Boys. That's my theory, and that's Ah. sort of been shared by other people, is that eventually they... Good morning, Neverland, obviously a play on Good Morning, Vietnam. I want to know why it... I want to know why it set off fireworks to put his hook on. That was... um, 
was a flashbulb from an old timey picture. I don't know why they took a picture of it, but they wanted the effect of that, and that's they could only do that in one shot. But why they needed it at all is what I don't get. A dramatic effect, I don't. I guess it it is weird. I I acknowledge that it's almost like they it's it almost gave off the impression they were like um like attaching it to his wrist. With like a blowtorch or like electricity, like he's a fucking cyborg or some shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My theory is that, you know, there's an abundance of pirates and there's a you know a decent amount of lost boys. I've I've understood that if they start to want to grow up, Peter Pan banishes them. Which maybe how where they get Peter Banning? I, I'm that's a stretch though. That is a stretch. But motherfucker, I know this is Rain Man. I still have a hard time understanding and acknowledging this is Dustin Hoffman. It is not the voice, the look. It, just, it, it there he is. There's yeah, that's definitely David Crosby. Or, or yeah, David Crosby. Hey, Bing. What the fuck have these pirates and Hook been doing for the past 40 years? Uh, Just killing look, lost boys and shit? and Looking for pain, I guess. I mean, they found his ass pretty quickly as soon as he came to London. Well, here's the like, other thing. Maybe, maybe... Like, like we talked about, you know, it's like a week in Neverland and it's only like overnight in the real world. Uh, could be. So maybe, you know, it hasn't been, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever it is, in Neverland yeah. time, you know? Yeah, but they, they know that Peter Pan is an adult because they took his children. Right. So but maybe... why, why surprise that he... All right, wait, wait, wait. Here's Glenn Close. Where? To the Car- left. Oh, no. Yeah, that's Glenn. That is straight up Glenn Close. It's been I, confirmed, which when you watch this and you know what's about to happen is super fucked up. That's Glenn. I I see it. That was a fatal attraction right there. Uh, uh, this fucked me up, dude. This still is one of the scariest, most fucked up things I've ever seen in film. And I've seen Jason fucking cut people's heads off like with ease. This is so traumatic. What the fuck? This is like, oh my god! I know who that black guy is. He's creepy as fuck. But who is he? He's—I don't know the actor's name. I'll have to look it up. But he's Apollo's trainer from Rocky, and ultimately Rocky's trainer oh, in Rocky Duke? Four. No, 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 Duke, Duke, Duke isn't the trainer. Duke is the guy who's going against him. Not the box. Duke's the the black promoter guy. This is the guy that could yell, throw in the towel, throw the towel in the fourth one. Yeah, his name was Duke. No, I don't think so. Mm, Let me double check. You might be right, but there's another guy in Rocky Five named George Washington Duke. That's why I'm. There, no, yeah, not that motherfucker. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about, let me look up. But I'm, I'm pretty, I, that's the guy for sure. Uh, you may be right. It's a random 
fucking little thing, but let me see. Apollo Creed. No, just look up um, Rocky I'm... Four. That would be the way to do it. Well, he's in the first two as, well, probably the, all three or all four. Yeah. No, he's not in three because Apollo's. Yeah, actually, I think he is. You're right. Yeah, he, he would be in three. I'm just trying to find the context of it. I'll get there. I'm still. I got him. Uh, yeah, Duke. You're right. His name is Duke. Is he also in Hook? Uh, I'm working on that. The actor's name is Tony Burton. I know he just passed away a few years ago, so the, too. The character is Lil Duke in Creed, so it's his son. So it is Duke and Lil Duke, so. Uh, let's see. What year is... Uh, it's 91, isn't it? 91 or 92. Yeah. Bill Jukes is the character's name. Nice. Yeah. Good eye. I, Thank I you. never noticed that. Well, because I, I remember that scene so vividly of him yelling, throwing a towel, and you get a close-up of his face, so it's pretty distinct, right. you know. I love this little joke right here. Pick up your weapon. He pulls out a checkbook. Yeah. That is some astounding aim on an old-ass flintlock fucking pistol. I'm not well, going to fucking lie, man. No, but if that's the only thing you've ever used, you're kind of, you know. But you only have one fucking hit. I mean, I'm just saying, that's an impressive ass shot. Yeah. Fuck, you're totally right. It is him. Holy shit. Now I can't unsee it. <laughs> Throw the goddamn towel. Daddy. I have a real problem with heights. Peter Pop has a real problem with heights. <laughs> he really does a killer Nailed job. You really got to Nailed it. Ugh. Have you ever noticed his hat? How it kind of has that, it looks like the crocodile fangs on the rim. Not the, yeah, I guess it would be the upper the br- rim. It would be the upper brim, yeah. I, I know, I, and I can't see it obviously right now, but I'll look. There's David again. There's David. See? Thanks. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know if it's meant to be that, but I, I see it, how you get there. It's it's meant to be. I, I looked it up. Be the pan. Maybe not whisper it all the way down there, fucking yeah, Stinker right? Bell. Fucking right? Fly up to his ass and say, here, this is how you do it. Yeah. It had to be weird for Dustin wearing that the prosthetic of the hook the whole time. Well, as method as he is, I'm sure he had a conversation about just cutting off his fucking hand. <laughs> is Dustin that method? Oh, he's pretty method. I mean, he'll right. find ways of... There's there's actually a, a, a semi-famous story of when he was working in Marathon Man with Laurence Olivier. He got so into character that he scared the fuck out of Lawrence Olivier. When Lawrence Olivier is playing a, 
an ex-Nazi dentist, and he's drilling in his teeth. And uh, Dustin wanted him to actually hurt him. And <laughs> Lord Slivy said, try acting. That's funny. And later, when they're when Robin and he are making this movie, Dustin wanted to reshoot a whole scene. He wasn't satisfied with his with his performance in a particular scene. And Robin quipped, try acting. Only Robin could fucking say that shit to Dustin and not get a glare. Yeah. Yeah. Just so ready to fucking slaughter children. It's fucking eyebrows, dude. Like, I, right? I, I didn't here's the thing. <laughs> it's amazing he's even listening to her. He could just swat her and be like, and she'd be, you know. Well, she he knows that she's a... I, I love this with Smee with the gun. He's like, Smee, Smee, let's not point a gun at my face. Thank you. Yeah. Like, even if he had shot her, it would have gone through her and hit him in the head. Like, let's right. be real. I love how his eyebrows have fucking hooks. Yeah. So, so that's mustache. a weird look. Well, the mustache, obviously, but the fucking eyebrows are fuck on fleek. They're on fucking hook. For a bare minimum for a decent pan. Great final offer. See, Dustin on so method, he grew to gargantuan size to stand next to Julia Roberts. <laughs> I could see him growing in the uh, the mustache, though. I think, you know, it's so weird. He's been, ever since this movie, he's been, like, his closest friends all call him Hook. Oh, really? Calls him Hook as a nickname. And not to mention him having a role in... Finding Neverland, they were just like, there was actually supposed to be a scene where he dresses up as Hook in Finding Neverland, mm. a little homage. Right. And he flat out told the director, like, you'll never get me to do it. Spielberg got me to do it, but you're not Spielberg. Like, he put the director in his fucking place. I didn't understand this as a little kid. I was like, why are they just making out with the fucking dude? And, oh, okay, they're giving him fucking breath and blah, blah, blah. But this is also one of the earliest fucking signs of my childhood of, like, what's wrong with my pinky? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, this was definitely a hint of, of huh, I feel strange. These mermaids are hot. I don't understand why. I'm only digging the blue-haired one, actually. You are so goddamn picky. I'm not picky. You are picky as fuck. You got three mermaids. You're like, I like the blue-haired one. Fuck you! Like, <laughs> I'm allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, they let him uh, rise in their fucking clamshell. Which, did they make that? Or was that already there? Yeah. How the fuck did they hoist that shit with fucking seaweed and rope on the fucking brand? Who's hoisting that shit? Like, yeah. That's such a great shot. It is a beautiful shot. And then he falls. Yep. <laughs> and suddenly it's snow. 
And suddenly Robin Williams is back in the 70s, just fucking head first in a pile of snow. Yeah. This is, I mean, this was cool, but this is also weird. The, I don't know. I always felt yeah, but, the. But tell me as a kid, you didn't want to go there and play. Like, oh, for, for sure. Right. I mean, like this and uh, as a slightly older kid, the, the hangout hideout for the gang in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the one yeah. from like, I wanted to go and hang out there. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This there's actually a, a sort of a play house, like an outside play structure area out here. Okay, it's called Adventure Playground, and the gimmick is that you could actually build your own buildings. Like you, it's a way for kids to take wood and build the structure and add on to things and and paint your own giant fucking clubhouse and it's just a bunch of buildings on sand and the rule is every time you leave you get to pick up like five objects like trash you have to pick up the trash okay it was a great it was a great fucking place to hang out but it actually resembled this version of neverland a lot nice who's the shrub i use that as as a it's such a weird form but i i use it as like a form of like confusion or or like if I'm playing a character and I'm trying to find like I'm playing a video game like who's the shrub ah Zuko what's his name Dante Bosco is that his name Brasco Dante Brasco I think it's I think it's Bosco oh you're right yep Fucking the weirdest fucking hairdo ever. But it's funny. I mean, I saw this obviously long before I saw the Avatar show. So when I hear him play Zuko, I'm like. There's a bit of stereotyping going on in this, though. If you noticed. Stereotype of what? Well, you got the. The, the Guido kid in the suit all the time, combing his hair and shit. <laughs> his, and it's so weird that you brought it up. His character's name is only brought up once. But the kid kept going to Spielberg wanting to know what his character's name is. But he was just Lost Boy number seven or whatever the fuck. Right. He kept going to Spielberg and Spielberg finally got so frustrated. He just said, don't ask. And that was that became the name. That's funny. He's done a bunch of stuff since. Really, I haven't seen him anything. Oh Not yeah, that I'm he, aware of. Uh, let's see. He's in Jersey Boys. Didn't you see that? The movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it. I didn't recognize him. Uh, I'll, I'll also rewatch it and look for fucking don't ask. He plays a character called Stosh. I I only saw Jersey Boys like once or twice. So bangarang is Jamaican slang, by the way. Oh yeah, uprising, uproar kind of shit. Jesus, trying to fucking smush Tink. 
hell's wrong with you, Rufio? Yeah, right. Rufio is a great name, but it also sounds like like the Neverland uh, drug. You got uh, Rufio'd. He was also in Band of Brothers, Rico. I don't know if you watched Don't that. I... No. <laughs> Suddenly Neverland became Wonderland. With the fucking... See, this kid with the top hat, I was convinced was the actor Michael Rosenbaum. Okay, who... He I played... don't know who that is. He played he played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Okay. It looks like him. It's not him, but it, it fucking looks like him. I think I even tweeted at Michael Rosenbaum. I'm like, what was it like being on Hook? That's funny. <laughs> Helmet. <laughs> oh my, a wall. Oh my, a wall. That was a great goddamn shot. You gotta wonder, like, as this part, and there's a part coming up in a little bit, like, how much of it's improv and how much of it's scripted? Do you know? I think... I think the kids doing that shit are just saying, all right, now try and make that basket, but it's not like they rehearsed it tremendously. Right. Uh, but I mean, even think some of, like, especially, well, we'll get there, but the, the dinner scene, I think is very uh-huh. improv. You know? The end where he passes around the sword, that was improvised because only he and Spielberg knew who he was going to give the sword to. Okay. Just to get all the genuine reactions. Now, I heard this. They actually shot that in reverse because they didn't want to, like, have the blade swung at Robin Williams' face. They shot it in reverse, but that meant that Dante Bosco had to say, you're dead, Jolly Man, in reverse. Huh. Which, fuck, that's a weird way. Like, I don't even know how the hell well, you no, figure that this, out. No, because this shot... He the, he swings down and then straightens the blade up. So the straightening of the blade up, he could have said, done that forward. The swinging part would have been in reverse. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but according to IMDb, it's what the trivia was. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't see. I said that as a trivia, but I don't necessarily believe it or understand well, yeah. how they would accomplish that. Yeah. You're embarrassing me. This became a running joke uh, for me and my brothers when I was little. The whole touching the face. Oh, there you are, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it became a thing where my brothers would just like grab my face and like fucking squish my cheeks and go, there you are, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. The things you've told me about Joel and Alex, I, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there's, there's a, a future... Like, one of the kids, when they all kind of flocked him, they say, Welcome back to Neverland, Pan the Man. I never noticed it, but apparently Robin Williams is mouthing the words to help the kid remember his lines. Ah, But I want, to, I want to see if I can see it. Well, not to distract you, but apparently Will Smith did that in the first, like, five or six episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air until they, they pulled him aside and were like, stop. Yeah, that's a, that's a frequent... I've seen that happen on... When I've been on stage, like, doing school plays and shit, like, the, kids just don't fucking remember the lines. Well, no, this this was because he was so nervous, he learned everybody's lines. So, mm. all right, here we are. Oh, there you are, Peter. Mm-hmm. All right, it's coming up. So I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to focus on Robin's mouth and see 
hello. If he if he lip syncs it <laughs> or mumbles it or something. Here he comes. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I saw that. Clearly, he said Neverland. Yeah. He gets all, like, South Harlem on Rufio at one point, though. Yeah. Right here, I think. Yeah, right there. <laughs> who are them kids who got? Motherfucker! And who are them kids who got? So funny. I, I fucking had no idea what Rufio was saying when he said Drula. It's drooler. Yeah. And then... His, his his word phrasing is really weird. Against Capitan Hunk? Like, what the fuck? He made this so confusing some of the time. Well, is that on, right. is that on the writers or is that on Dante? I have no fucking clue. I think they just threw a thesaurus and said, fuck it. <laughs> um, so, going back to the part where I said earlier about In the Closet... Smee and all right, so Bob Hoskins and Dustin didn't really understand this relationship. They didn't know how to act off each other. We've talked and about this both, before, but yeah, keep going. I'm bringing, yeah, I'm bringing it up again. They finally realized these guys are, as Bob Hoskins put it, these guys are a couple old queens. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just a gay couple or just really close friends who happen to be gay and love each other, but they're not intimate with each other. It's kind of like an odd couple if they were both gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see it. I totally fucking see it. Now. I yeah, I agree. I think I saw it when you told me about it. Mm-hmm. Epiphany. Epiphany. What? Goodbye. <laughs> Are you getting dramatic? <laughs> it's, you could tell this is, I mean, they say like, oh, not again. But like they do this right. on a regular basis. Right, yeah. Imitating cannon fire. I love this. I actually do like this part. It's like, don't stop me. Sweet, sweet, yeah, you sweet. told me you would, you've quoted this uh, to you and what, Debbie a bunch? Oh, I've. I've just said it in general. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me. <laughs> yeah. Get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. And then he blames him. He's like, don't ever frighten me like that again. It's like, dude, like, you're fucking such a drama queen. Christ. That yeah, wig man. is insane. That is some fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula twin booby wig shit. No, it's not that bad. It's 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 got a ridge, man. 
He's got like two fucking. It's, it's just a giant furry bra. A giant furry bra. There's a ridge in between. There's a part in between. How vain is this motherfucker? Absolutely. <laughs> it's rare to see Captain Hook be like old and tired. You know, he's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't want to do this shit anymore. Yeah, on mine, it just had bell dings. My brother randomly just texted me, he, and out of, I don't understand his text. It's like, 2020 just gets crazier and crazier, and I'm like, well, what? Now what? What the fuck happened now? Yeah. I'm waiting for the fucking shoe to drop. Mm. God, whoever did the subtitles on this DVD sucks. Yeah, it seems like it. Really, it's just bad. Ew. Yeah, I know. Well, it's not like pirates are real concerned with hygiene. This one is. Like, Captain Hook is super vain and everything, but it is surprising that he would fucking get earwax all over his fucking stash. He gets to smell that all day. I mean, the other pirates, yeah, who gives a fuck? But, like. I love how he's like, I supreme superb idea I just had. Yeah. And how he, Smee just knows the drill. He's just like, that's a great idea. Yep. Let's <laughs> uh, laugh. This whole montage intrigued the fuck out of me. Yeah. You're old and overweight. I love that look at Robin. It's like, oh, you fucking kids. He does get in better shape, though. Like I mean, he does, his body does change. Not drastically, but enough. Yeah, he loses, you know, I don't... He only got three fucking days to do this. He probably, you know, lost maybe 10 pounds. Still, but he tones up more is, I guess, what I mean, you know? Well, not to mention he actually shaved all his body hair for this. All his arm hair, all his chest hair, everything. Well, I mean, yeah. Be like a fucking beaver trying to, you know, poke out of his fucking fleece. <laughs> Can you imagine... 
the hairiest Robin has been wearing fucking tights. Oh. Yeah, dude. That would be some serious chafing. Not to mention, it just looked like a fucking bunch of tarantulas are just trying to creep out of his fucking crotch. You're fucking terrible. There, see, look how fucking hairless that... He's already got a six-pack. He's doing good. Yeah. What are you aiming at, at thud butt? What the fuck? There's nothing in it. He's just pulling the thing back because it's it's to mimic this. Yeah. Did you see how it said uh, "think happy"? Did you see how thoughts was spelled? No. T h a w t s. Nice. He's going up. So He's coming tink, down. Tink, tink happy thoughts. Tink happy thoughts. And then birthday. Um, I don't know if my thing just paused. It looked like for a second it split. It paused. Are we still? Yeah, we're good. We're... Okay, good because it looked like you're weirdly, behind the move. You're behind me by like a half a second now, but yeah. I think it. I think my thing paused for like a half a second. So, but as long That's as we're still right. good, we're, I, I just didn't know if it like skipped a chapter. Oh no 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 no! We're we're yeah we're in the same spot. You're behind. Somehow you got behind me. You were ahead of me, but you know whatever. Yeah, the L word, Captain. Ooh, yes. <sighs> Coming through to the kid. I always interpret it when he says, I want a potty, as I want a party. I want a party. I want two cookies. Like, no, I want to potty. What the fuck? But, anyways. You're a liar! Right, because a pirate would never fucking lie. Boyce is so good and like uh, uh, even when he like is laughing he does that weird kind of the the Walt Flanagan inhale yeah it's it, I mean it's not as Walty but yeah right by the way a- I think I think I said this when I talked about when I went up to the stash I heard him laugh that's not TV that's Walt <laughs> oh yeah flunk the maggot Jesus. Also, yeah. what a bizarre way of writing the letter F, but all right. Well, I think he's upside down or something, so. I know. It's just weird. It's You don't see someone writing a, a, a letter upside down, right side up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah how do you know this shit? It's a good question. Up? See, the only thing I can explain is as we see at the very end, Smee is there. Maybe Smee or some other spies have been just fucking hanging around. Yeah. But does that mean Hook has got fucking pirates all over Northern California? Is that all the homeless people in my park next to me? Are those fucking just pirates? That might be. Fucking shiver me timbers. You are home. Right. 
Oh man. See that that is exactly how I looked and walked after working two days at the restaurant. <laughs> That's how you looked and walked after drinking on Get Vocal last week. That's how you look and walk just in general. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. I had that same roasting pan. That's what I used to cook my turkey in. Really? Yeah. Not going to lie, man. There are some feasts in movies that just always look amazing. Yeah. This one, as far as I'm concerned, tops them all. I, I can give you one I think is comparable. Okay. The the one in Hogwarts, especially that first year. Okay. That's that's pretty good too. I'll yeah. give you that. It's 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 like one one A. I'm not gonna argue here, you know. Like the only thing is that this one has like I don't know what those colorful like are they frostings? Are they I don't know what they are. It's like all the shit they throw at each other, it looks yeah. like like paste of some, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it's supposed to be either. It just—it's like, all right, we're eating Play-Doh for fucking dinner. right. Yeah, I mean, I've always—that's—I'm glad you brought that up because that's the one thing I've always kind of curious about. Is like, what what is it? Like, what was oh, that gosh. stuff supposed to be? I, I think it's just frosting. Like, I—I I, I don't know. No, because there's like whole bowls of it. Just that. Come on, if you had a whole fucking island of just young boys, like, by themselves, wouldn't frosting for fucking, like, dinner be, like, a a thing? I would I would agree with you if they didn't have all these other, like, pretty healthy, like, good food things, like the turkey and the, you know, the sandwich he's eating and all that stuff, you know? Or, I, I want to know who went into the fucking full, like, detail of making a cheese look like thud butt. I think I missed that. It's coming. I think it's going to show up. But like straight up a fucking once the food comes, there's a cheese that looks like the fucking fat kid. Where's the food? I think it even says what? No, I'm quoting the line. Oh. I love that line. Gandhi ate more than this. (laughs) Yeah. Steak, eggs, cover, cover. See, this whole back and forth, like, I didn't understand what Robin was saying, and then I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, shit, he threw some really dirty-ass jokes in here. Yeah. Nearside gynecologist? <laughs> like... Yeah. See, that's All what right, I'm saying. That go. This part has to be... Uh... Improvised? Yeah. Probably. I think his comments are improvised. Hemorrhoidals... No, it could his could be Rubio's could be too. Uh, maybe. You just tell so, him act like a ten year old, you know, whatever. I I can't tell on the air what Joel just texted me, but I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Substitute chemistry teacher. See, Robin's insults are, are make more sense. Prison than barber, Rufio's. camel cake, like I 
That's the lowest thing you call him as a man. Two-tone, zebra-headed, slime-coated, pimple farm, and paramecium brain munched on your own mucus, suffering from Peter Pan envy. That is in itself a double entendre. Yeah. Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. Now, mine says they're, they're, they're chaining banning, but I don't believe it. It's banning. No, they're chaining pan. No, they're not. They're chaining panning. All right. Panning. Panning. I thought it was panty when I was a kid. I thought they were saying panty. But. See, look, it's just a bowl of, like. You know what it looked like to me, actually? I mean, mm-hmm. it could be frosting, but it, to me, it looked like, for whatever reason, like food colored dyed mashed potatoes. Oh, that's a good poll. I could see that. All right, wait, wait. We're going to see the fucking thud butt cheese. <laughs> Bear with me. Not a sentence That's... you thought you'd say, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. See that? I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Agreed. That is I don't. Yeah. It looks delicious. Play-Doh looks delicious. <laughs> Even those weird. Oh fans. yeah. Who the f- who? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> who the what? what now? And there's multiple of them. They're like the different characters. Look, Every like all around the table. Their own fucking block of cheese. Like, yeah, basically. That's not even. That's that's a not even a. That's a block. That's a boulder of cheese. Yeah. Like the thud, but his size and weight makes sense. Yeah. But the assumption is that they weren't doing this shit because Peter was the only one who could control the fucking imagination food thing. Hmm. These kids are just don't need to eat. They're just imagine they're eating and they just get sustenance. Interesting. I mean, that's the implication. Otherwise, they would have already been eating. They wouldn't have waited for Peter to fucking, you know, pull out his fucking imagination. Well, they were eating before he figured it out. No, they were imagining they were eating. No, I see. To me, the implication was that they actually saw all this the whole time. Yeah, for real. That was my my. I always took it as they always saw this entire layout the entire time. And event, and it, it's like the the Russian thing from from Hunt for Red October when they find when mm-hmm. he finally comes to be. That's when it gets on. I would agree with that, with the exception of the slow realization. I was like, you're doing it. Doing what? Using your imagination. Like, if they already saw it, then they would already be seeing it. So the fact they are seeing it happen in front of them. I guess. Yeah. That was a great shot, too. But that also means they haven't eaten for, like, 30 years. Well, they're all immortal because you never grow up. True. 30 years, nothing, dude. That's uh, 40. But... Right, and, they, and I mean, earlier when earlier Wendy said he was thirteen when he stayed, so mm. you got to figure he's like four. I was putting him at forty five, so thirteen yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd give it that. Yeah, um, I think they they have eaten. They just don't have that banquet dinner shit. Like they eat wild fucking fruit and shit. That's yeah. around, like, around Neverland. These are his marbles. <laughs> yeah, he lost them real good.
See, we know that Thudbud gets the sword at the end. Yes. Spoiler. I don't understand. Yeah, fucking spoilers, guys. Come on. You've already seen this shit. You're doing this with us. Um, I find it hard to imagine that this was a surprise for the viewers and for the actor playing Thudbutt that he was given the sword because he's the only one who has a fucking scene with Peter. Yeah, but with him being kind of like, I wouldn't have given it to him. I, I think they gave it to him because of this scene. Although I, Maybe. it's not, I have a theory. There's no, nothing on IMDb about this, but Maybe he filmed different scenes with different kids to get the confusion that they may be the one who gets fucking, you know, the sword. Maybe. Okay. I I have to say, I really don't like this scene. Why? I don't know. I just, it, it, I, I just don't like the song, and I don't like how random it is that she's just singing. Like, it's not a musical. It would make more sense if this was a musical and there were other songs thrown in. But she's singing a song her mom used to sing to her before she goes to bed, and it's a way to link... And Jack hears her singing it, so it's a way to link them back to their mother. I you know, I, I understand that part, but it just... I love the double cigar holder, honestly. that Well, if you, if you can't fucking die from old age, you might as well smoke up in Neverland, right? Yeah, man. God, how dangerous are these fucking beds, dude? Right? You roll off and, like... You can't fly yet, but you'll certainly fall. <laughs> oh, the fucking last kid who does this? Yeah. He just blows a raspberry. <laughs> the... Same kid who couldn't remember his line. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that puts Tatooine to shame. Yeah, I never, I guess I never really noticed those. They're right there, but I guess uh, I just wasn't focusing on them. Yeah, well, sure. This fucking scene. Yeah. Now, all right, here's another alleged cameo. I read this on IMDb today, but I never noticed it. But apparently when they're... I want to know how he got his mustache to do that. That's... I would imagine some uh, fishing line kind of tugging. No, because it, it, his face is twitching too. So unless that's tugging on his face, I I kind of felt like Dustin did that somehow. Method. I don't. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying cameo. Allegedly, there's a cameo of Steven Spielberg as the lead pirate when there. It's going to come up in a couple seconds when they put the watch on a pillow. And they're walking towards the okay. museum. Okay. Apparently, Spielberg is the one who's leading the the pirate group. Yeah. So what? I mean, that's maybe the extra didn't show up that day, or who was supposed to do it. Uh huh. Just people randomly juggling fire, just because. Yep. Well, wait. There is no fucking thing on a pillow. I don't know what the fuck the trivia thing was talking about. He's holding yeah, the know. thing. 
maybe when he was well, taking the hook to hook on the pillow earlier in the film. Yeah, but yeah, but that was Smee who was carrying the the thing. Maybe he was the guy oh, right behind me. I don't know. It could be. I, I think whoever wrote that trivia thing doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. That also could be the case. Yeah. There's a pirate named Barbecue? Apparently. Wait, so he's killing... Wait, okay, so he kills other pirates, so there are other pirates in this realm? I I think there's a whole world. I don't think Neverland's just this island and whatnot. I think there's a whole other realm, like world, you know? This is what this is what we don't see in Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> I love that reaction. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I know it's a pretty funny reaction. This must have been a fun and emotional scene for Charlie Cosmo. Yeah. Break a bunch of shit. Man, the way he wields that fucking hammer, it looks like it's heavy as shit. Oh, it might be. He is. He's worthy. <laughs> Growing up later watching this, it actually does hit me. Yeah. Well, well, I mean... Not to get mean, but is was Ron like that? Um, he was. He showed up at a bunch of plays, and then there were times where he he just didn't. And when I would ask him why he wouldn't, he would make up some matter of fact, like, "Well, I had to go to land." What or, you know? I was yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Oh, that's fine. No, I almost knocked over my water all over the equipment, though, so I feel like that's kind of like penance for the comment. Karma. Yeah. Not for fucking nothing. I think Hook showed some genuine niceness, even if it is a ploy. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would argue at some point that he actually starts to develop feelings for Jack. Like All parental the, parental feelings. I know I've always been kind of mystified of the of the earring scene. He's about to like pierce his ear. Yeah. I kind of view that like he was actually about to like kill the kid. Like when I was younger. No, I think he was actually just gonna pierce his ear, but Yeah. God, those are some of the stupidest pirates who just can't tell the. Well, they're, fucking... they're probably drunk. I guess. You gotta fuck. The kids all look like they're trying to do a Groucho Marx impression with like the painted on eyebrows and shit. Yeah. See, when I heard Glenn Close was in this, I thought that was Glenn Close. No. Nope. And then I and then I realized, I'm like, nope, she's the fucking boo box pirate. Still fucks me up. 
you hear Bart just pass by? No. Oh, wow. It's kind of amazing how it just doesn't register anymore. I miss our old buddy, Bart. One of these days I'll stand outside, you'll hear it. Or if I open the window, you'd hear it. Probably. Now, here's a bit of a trivia for you, Rico. As you may or may not know, the Pirates are a real team from Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And for a very brief period, their jerseys looked like those jerseys. The Definitely the style for a long time, but even the colors. And then the color scheme changed to what it is now. But the gold and black. But the, the style of not more the yeah more the white colored ones but uh-huh yeah That's cool i don't know if that was on purpose or what but in terms of like the movie it was obviously a, a pun you can have a baseball team called the pirates you're gonna have to influence well they're both the, the pirates too if you notice yeah the pirates, oh, you mean the, the, up, pirates. the opposing team yeah in this in this scene they're both the pirates Bad form. That was another great shot with a fucking not super accurate type of gun. Ryan sport this baseball. Who who you voting? Who who you rooting for? The Pirates? What about you? The Pirates? Like what the fuck conversation is that? Yeah. Run home, Jack. Jack. No, Smee, they've got it all wrong. They've got it backwards. He's like, they're fucking up my ploy. Right. Switch. Oh, Brian Jack. <laughs> I kind of want to go play Black Flag now. I could see that. That's a good game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I I actually talked to Steph about this, and I he uh, um, Jack is losing his memory. He's forgetting shit, and I think that's a thing that happens. Is people forget? Clearly, memory is is iffy if you're in Neverland or if you leave Neverland. Sure, you know what I'm saying like Maggie remembers because she's clinging on to her right mom and her childhood, but. Jack is more susceptible because he doesn't like his dad. My Jack. And then even Peter forgets once he embraces yep. Peter Pan. Yeah. He says he forgets his own fucking kids. Like, God damn, dude. Fucking Neverland is like the, the mind version of an uh, interstellar. I didn't see that yet. Oh, okay. Well, This was a weird scene for me because, like, I was – it's it's a triumphant celebration of him and, getting a, a home run. And you're like, and, but he's, yeah. he's sad. Yeah. No, I get it. And that boy gets all like, fuck. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's done anything. I'm curious. I think he's done a lot of talking about Hook. Like, he's come back to, like, talk about, you know, trivia and shit. Less is more. (laughs) Well, he was on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, the TV show. 
I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's it was a sitcom about a a African American gym teacher. It's a pretty okay. good show. I used to watch it as a kid. Um The only things I think you would know him from is he was in an episode of ER, but I doubt that I, I've never I've never watched ER. He was in uh Tales from the Crypt the TV series. That I have seen a good chunk of. He was in an episode called People Who Live in Brass Hearses. Uh, I'd have to actually watch it. And then he was in a thing called 24 Hours in Las Vegas. Mm. I love this little moment where his fucking shadow is giving him a bunch of shit. And he looks kind of surprised, like right here. He's like, over there? Motherfucker, I said, go fucking look! Yeah. Jesus, sorry, he shit. <laughs> this fucking, I'm just totally imagining his shadow if it could say, like, cocksucker, look! Huh. Robin, or um, Dustin Hoffman's daughter was in this. I think a lot of the kids. I, he, I think most of his children actually were in this film, like in the baseball sequence earlier. When you say I he, think, you mean Dustin's? Yeah. Well, I only see one Hoffman in the credits beyond Dustin. I thought... Oh, no, Jay, there's his... another one, Jake. There's Jake and a, a girl. The girl was on the play. Rebecca. Okay. And Jake was a baseball player, like you said. I also thought one of them played a Peter Pan, but maybe it was one of Spielberg's kids. Uh, I don't know. No shit. Oh, are you the these early, early, early role? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who you're referring to, but if you're trying to bring it up later, I'll wait. But. Are we talking about the other Wendy Moira Angela Darling? Yeah. 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 That's her second second role. Ah, fuck it. We'll just share it now. It's it's gonna come up in a minute, anyways. But fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Pepper Potts. Fucking Pepper, and she she is actually. I didn't realize this, but Spielberg was actually is her godfather, so that's why she was in this. That makes sense. Yeah. He's apparently godfather to Drew Barrymore and. Gwyneth Paltrow. I could see both of those. Mm -hmm. See right here, he fucking he's remembering shit, and as he's remembering shit, he starts to forget his own shit. Right, right. I remember, yeah, for a minute, motherfucker. You know, he, he's talking about this, but, like, in the story, Peter and Wendy, and, and even the Disney film, Wendy's only there for, like, they're only there for, like, a week. Well, they're expanding on it, I think, is what they're going for here. Like, Wendy kept going back. Well, yeah, she even she says that. Old. when they're, when, yeah. yeah. 
Because at one point, and I think it's right after the Gwenny section where she's like, I can't go back with you, Peter. You know? The, the Gwendy section? Yeah. Well, we did see Gwendolyn was a name, so there you go. Yeah. All right, so look, so this is, that's like, what, 1890s era? So, um, yeah. Is that Edwardian? Yeah. So. Well, is it supposed, it's supposed to be 1991 in the, in the film? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, so he's about 100 years Cell old. Cell phones. Yeah. You know. He knew that as a baby. He ran away as a baby because he knew if he grew up, he'd have to die as a fucking infant. As a fucking amazingly, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, coherent baby. Yeah. I realized that at eighth grade. Yeah, not eight months. No. Did you ever grow up, CJ? In some ways, no. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. That's fucked up. He goes to see his fucking family and they, they forgot I wanna, all about I want to know who played his mother. Because that looked like Gwen, Gwyneth as well. Kind of. See, I thought one of the Hoffman kids played this. He kind of looks like a young Hoffman. It is. Oh, I think it is. Hold on, let me... There she is. Ever. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> he also has a British accent, which is interesting. Okay, this, so you, I, so five year old Peter Pan is Max Hoffman. Ah. Uh, but then young Peter Pan is Ryan Francis, so I don't know. God damn, what if age hard, dude? Yeah, right. Um what I was saying was that Peter was born in England and had a slight, the, the, when he said, what's your name? He had a slight British accent, but when he moves, he, he gets adopted in England and then moves to America. Yeah. But he adopts an American accent. He shed not only just being Peter Pan, but also being British. Right. He kind of looks like Ryan Reynolds. I didn't get a good look because I was looking at... I like that she's got a Beatles poster. Uh-huh. So this would be... When, when was Hard Day's Night? Is that that's 65? Uh, let's see. So that was Ryan Francis that... Just mm-hmm. is, that's, that's who that is right there. As opposed to Ryan Reynolds. Yes. So let's let's say for being liberal about the date that that poster and the bed sheets and everything that'd be at the middle of uh, Beatlemania, which is sixty four plus, right? 
64 exactly for Hard Day's Night. Okay. So let's say he was 13 in 1964. Right? Right. So, so 91 s- would be 38 or no, 30 or 27 years later. So he'd be 40. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We we fucking figured it out. Peter yeah. Pan is 40 years old in this movie. And then like another 100 years because, you know, right. we're in 1880 fuck. 1880 fuck. <sighs> it was, am I the only one who got confused as like why his outfit turned green? Like it's white here and he's going to zoom up and then it just becomes green. <laughs> like he embraces the Peter Pan thing and that changes his wardrobe. Yeah, or maybe like when he comes up through the tree, somehow he changes clothes. I don't know. They're just hanging on a branch, and he just like flies right through it. And yeah, maybe it's like the food. He, if you use your imagination, you fucking get the appearance of of. Now, mm. they 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 timed it out right, Rico, because depending on. Exactly when they shot this, Robin would have been 40 at the time. Hmm. So I don't know if they timed all that out on purpose or not, but... I mean, he looks like he's 40. I'm not going to be mean to Robin. I'm like, he looks like he's 40 in this. No, but I'm saying he could have been 45 and still looked 40. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's all I was getting at. (laughs) Wow, what a dick. (laughs) <laughs> Robin or not, the one the one on Dante not Rufio's dick no I, I meant like <laughs> the, you know, I mean they kind of zoom in on his crotch when you said it they so. do kind of unnecessarily fucking go on Rufio um, and, and you said what a dick at the time that's so. not what I meant I meant like he just fucked up this, like it's not like there's a Macy's out there they gotta make their own fucking clothes like <laughs> he just fucked up Rufio's fucking you know uh, pants. Yeah. I think it's funny he's wearing long johns, you know, like long john silvers. Which I also find interesting that I highly doubt these pirate fucking kids, because they're all pirate fucking kids as far as I'm concerned, would give a shit about underwear. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Rufy was like, no, I'm doing long underwear. You can fly. Are you you're ahead of me by that much? No, I just know what's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've never preset the lines on these commentaries. No, before. you just threw me off because we had that. You know, all of a sudden you're a second ahead of me when I was ahead of you, and blah blah blah. No, um, you're. It's. I think it's more like a half a second, really. Okay. Yeah. They all crow, and then Rufio howls like a wolf. Like that's not that's not no. crowing, motherfucker. This I never understood that. The hands and the mouth. I don't, they, like, I don't I never... get it either. Yeah. It's just an inside joke, I guess, for the whole fucking lost boy tribe. 
Oh, goddamn. Steph's like... She's getting closer and closer. Not for nothing, but the first time I saw there was a movie called The Lost Boys, I seriously thought they made a movie about... Like it was another Peter Pan adaptation? Right, I mean, that is sort of the... That's the that's why it's called that. It's about little you know boys that never grow up. Yeah. So Nibs made the Wendy lady better. Why does she have all his shit? That's what I was wondering. She just like kind of stalkery has like his fucking. She definitely has an obsession. License? No, she definitely has an obsession with Peter Pan, no doubt. Look, she's got his fucking car keys. Like this she's, got his, she's got his driver's license and his credit card. She just really wants to fuck him over in London, doesn't she? She just wants to fuck him. I mean, that would that would hurt. Well, not in about ten seconds. Yeah, but he's not gonna fucking, you know, bang her. No, because it's a kid's film. Yeah, I mean, not only is she bigger, she's taller than him. Well, I think that's just Julia. Yeah. Actually, no. They're about the same height. Okay. He might actually have, like, a half an inch on her, if you want to get real. Okay, so she just fucked up her house. Now she's got to get a new fucking house. Well. I I don't understand why this was in this. Yeah. Like, the love part, I get, but the ability to be huge like that's a weird that's a weird thing like i, I don't know I, I don't know how i feel about it I, I don't i think the i think julia roberts was just bitching about i don't get enough of this yeah maybe you know uh, Allegedly, before Robin, it was supposed to be Kevin Klein. As I Peter. could see that. I could see that too. I, I think, Rob, with all respect to Kevin Klein, I think Robin's the better choice. But if they stuck with it, it would have worked. You know. I think it's more believable that Robin Williams would be Peter Pan because Robin Williams effectively was a giant kid. Yeah. Yeah. Not Robin... to say Kevin Klein doesn't do that, but Kevin Klein's a little bit more serious. No, for sure. Yeah. They're this fucking artillery and, and and ammunition and shit is so weird. Yeah, but I liked it too. I liked the just... I liked it too. It was yeah. It is effectively like going and taking a paintball gun and going to like Afghanistan. Well yes, but I don't even talking about that. I mean I mean just the fact that like they could walk through the the like wall and it would put armor on them, you know? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Here's that pirate scene, or the earring scene you were talking about. Yeah. This is going to hurt. 
Brace yourself, lad, because this is really going to hurt. Perfect fucking timing, Peter. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. You didn't waste a fucking second. How amazing did he stencil his ass out, even with the fucking hair? I fucking love this whole fucking thing because they're... I love a good sword fight movie. You know? Sure. When it's done right, and it is certainly done right in this one. Yeah. I agree. It's, you know, Peter... I mean, Robin and Dustin look like they rehearsed the fuck out of this. I'm Wait. sure they had stunt doubles, but, you know. No, they might have. And there's also the sequence with Rufio and, and Hook. Yeah. yeah. Which is done well. Now, I mean, spoilers, but what do you think about them actually killing Rufio? Like, for example, they got other people dying in this film, but it's very different. Because when he shoots through the checkbook and the guy falls over, you don't really... Like, you and I as adults realize he's dead. But as a, as a kid or a younger person, you don't really realize that's death. Does that make sense? You know, same thing with the boo box. Whereas, like... When Rufio gets run through, you know he's dead. It's sad because we sure. see we followed along with Rufio, and he's a character, especially as a child. When you are watching this, yeah, I look not for nothing. I, the boo box scene is more fucked up than getting just stabbed in the heart. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's more fucked up, sure, but I'm talking about the way the the impact. I'm talking about the 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 emotional impact of watching, you know, cause they, this kid, yeah. this movie was aimed at, I feel like it was aimed at, well, it was aimed at families really, but I would say kids too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's sad, especially the, but you know, was it but maybe was... too excessive is what I'm kind of getting at. No, I think we need to show a moment of, of Peter, really just wanting to fucking kill Hook. Yeah. You know, we have to remember, Peter Pan is a fucking, as a child, is an awful fucking kid. He doesn't give a fuck about other people. He's selfish. He's brash. He doesn't understand the seriousness of shit. Like, when, in the original story, and the play and everything, and the Disney film, he laughs when the mermaids are about to drown Wendy. He thinks it's funny. Mm. He's like Peter Pan. There's never been a bigger dick in literature mm. for a protagonist. Someone that we're like, oh, yeah, he's the hero. And you're like, no, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> and when he when he cuts off Hook's hand, he th throws at the crocodile and crows. He's laughing about it. Like he's kind of a little psychopath. He's kind of like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. That fucking... Mm. You know, that's really the closest thing to Peter Pan, I'm not going to lie. So, to see Peter, like, debate and have this inner struggle of, like, now I'm going to fucking kill you because you killed, like, the dude Rufio who I knew for about three year, or three days, and he was kind of mean to me the first two fucking days, but still, 
I remember. And yeah. Yeah. Just mirrors, just fucking. We show you your reflection. Well, I mean, if you if you shoot sunlight at someone's eye, that's gonna hurt. I know. I think it's also a metaphor. Look how ugly you fuckers are. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm blind. There's a there's a sequence coming up though that even when I first saw this, you knew more than anything was like not CGI, but certainly not real. We'll put it that way. It's oh, the up. the cannonball. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clearly a fucking dummy. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool scene, though, but... Yeah. Here we go. I think it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Calls yeah, it right, Thudball. Yep. yep. Like, fuck, he's limber. <laughs> fucking just raises his fucking legs up to his... I, God damn, dude. You can't do that. I, I can't don't know do anyone that. who could do that. <laughs> Fucking John claude Van Damme could probably be the only motherfucker who could do that. Yeah, probably. And that's just from cocaine. <laughs> I think he does it again, right? Yeah, right here. Yeah, he's about to do it again. Clearly, he just, like, ducked behind the camera, and they just rolled this fucking thing. I mean, it's it's fine. Then, oh, yeah, uh, coming to free. I like how the, his his bobble is, is bobbing. You know, yeah. on the top of his head, it's a little rough. When that happened, it was almost like his butt, his, his thing was dizzy. <laughs> Fuck you, David Crosby. This is another interesting, weird fucking gun. We're just going to spray paint or something. I don't know what this liquid is. It looks like paint. I thought it was some, I always envisioned it to be some kind of like sticky substance. Now, I know it's different colors, but yeah. Paint not sticky in different colors. Yeah, I mean, I, I no, I mean like sticky, like a syrupy substance. Not it, yeah. it looks too watery to fucking. I yeah, don't, I, guess. I don't know what the I don't I don't know what the fuck. Maybe it's all the blood from all the fucking other pirates they've killed over the years. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if Peter Pan's the psycho leader, and these fucking kids are messed up. Oh, I don't even get Rufio. fucking started about the fucking. You know, Native Americans or the Indians, as they, I still, they're not, I don't know, I don't understand that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Rufio, Rufio. Oh, you wouldn't say that. You don't even say that in the subtitles. Mine does. Fucking, God damn it, TriStar Video, you fucking. Failed on these are subtitles. You, are you watching this on VHS or DVD? How DVD? How would I have subtitles on a VHS? Oh, I guess closed caption on my TV. Yeah, I guess. No, no, it's on DVD. I love daddy? this. Realize that she don't even. She's not even saying "daddy" on what subtitles. Oh, she is on mine. She was like "daddy, daddy." Yeah, that was great realization. Dante Bosco's got, like, some great cred. Like, who else could say they sword fought with Dustin Hoffman? Right, right. Or Dustin Hoffman's stunt double, but even still. No, I bet you it's Dustin. I mean, you said yourself Dustin's pretty method, so. 
Yeah. But they also, I mean, I know they have stunt doubles. They have to have stunt doubles. Oh, of course. But I'm saying that that doesn't mean that none of that was Dustin. That's all I'm saying. Well, the funny thing is is that the stunt doubles for both uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, Robin Williams were both named Keith. So they said, all right, we need Keith on set. Both Keiths would show up, and then until one of them was like, I'm going to change my fucking name to Kifo, is what he changed his name to. Oh, neat. So that's obviously Dustin. That's that's not Dustin. I can tell. The nose is all fucked up. Yeah. But that's Dustin. Right. I mean, he still learned. He still fucking had to rehearse and do sword flight shit. Looky, looky, I got hooky. Oh, man. Hooky got you, motherfucker. Sorry. Yeah. Through feet. No! (laughs) (laughs) This was sad. Yeah. See, it's the, the unspoken thing of, like, a lot of these kids are fucking wishing they had parents. Yeah. Well, maybe they could fucking ask Tink to bring them back to fucking, you know, don't ask and be like, hey, can you bring me back to fucking Brooklyn, eh? <laughs> this fucking food sucks here. I want some fucking rigatoni and <laughs> You want a hook. Let me go home. What are you talking about? You are home. It's just like, what? What? No! Where are you going? Where are you going? I get my war. Uh, yeah, I could see how Spielberg would not be thrilled. That that did kind of look like shoddy flying CGI and shit. I'm fine with it, but I could understand Spielberg as a perfectionist. Sure. I mean, not for nothing, Jurassic Park still looks seamless. I rewatched Jurassic Park like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's still fucking amazing. I mean, look, you know, you we talk about this all the time. It's 1991. Oh, I love that line. You need a mother very, very badly. It's um, such a great line. But Just like, move your person to somewhere safer. You know, it's 1991. Like, if you can't realize that when you're watching this, then you need to... Stop watching things. Like <laughs> To be fair, Jurassic Park came out a year later, so he perfected it. Right, but all I'm saying is, like, you know, people who get bent out of shape. I'm not talking about Spielberg. I'm talking about, like, you know, viewers. Right, right. All right, here we go. God, Dustin, even the look on his face, like, he's got a verge of a snarl on his face. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck is calling me, but stop calling me my guess is your landlord it's not my no i know my landlord's number i don't know who the fuck this is no here we go see that also seemed excessive to me i think it was i kind of view that as like finally these mortal enemies have like finally crossed blades after fucking who knows how long yeah but still I know that's not true, because that's how he lost his hand, I thought. Yeah, but uh, they haven't crossed blades since. 
Well, yeah. Like, you know, what do we call it? 45 years, 40 years? Now, he said to a 10-year-old, so... To a 10-year-old, I'm huge. So, so he must have cut... But, yeah, he must have cut three years before he left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking... Oh, nice move, Peter. Jesus. Which one? Good. The the little fucking when he whirled around him. Oh yeah. He got cocky as fuck though. God damn it, Robin. Sometimes you need to stop talking. A cold selfish man who drinks too much and is obsessed with success. Runs and hides with wife and children. And they're all just grinning like, hey, we're gonna we might watch you get stabbed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. Sit your fucking codfish ass down, motherfucker. Honor. All right, let's do this. Good form, Peter. Fuck your arm! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> That's a stun double. Robin's not that doing looked, that shit. I don't know. It did look like Robin, though. Looks like his lo- nose. I love that they suddenly just all have clocks. I know. And he's like, back off, boys. It's Hooker Mia this time. And then he just like, they all just say, all right, we should just go get clocks to really fuck with, you know, Hook. It's clearly, hey, it's your own mortality and age fucking with you and blah, blah, sure, blah. Sure. But, Hey, we're going to have fucking Godzilla land on you in a second. Mm-hmm. Bald-headed... Oh, fuck. I can't even talk shit about bald people. Makes his eyebrows look... <laughs> more yeah, it looks oh. really weird without the wig. Oh, God. That is not, that is not good form, Hook. That is some bad form. Should we call the commentary bad form? Um, I'm not feeling it. You call it humor the hook. Mm. It's a mean old man without a mommy. Uh, she that is the lowest form of an insult that the girl came up with, and it's perfect. Yep. What would the world be like without James Hook? Captain Hook. Ah, this one, yeah. There we go. That knife went further out than him reaching for it. His His arm was already stretched out. That was kind of a fuck-up, but whatever. Oh. 
Did he just stab the dick? No. That's pretty low. That's pretty low to the ground, dude. That's No, that's... it's no. He's just got a big ass belly. I don't know how fucking croc genitalia works, but that's Well, I'll let you do that research. Well, I don't know. We we should ask uh Mark since he did a whole di- dolphin fucking thing. We'll ask him about uh croc fucking. Croc fucking. What a croc. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. What a croc? Yeah. See, okay. It came alive for like a moment. Yeah. And then ate him and then just fell back to sleep. Just went back to hibernation or because it finally got him, it just dies. It's just uh, like I've lived my, lived my purpose. Yeah. Not sure. Because shouldn't there, the Lost Boys next problem be like, hey, we got a fucking like giant ass fucking dinosaur to deal with now. In theory. In theory. Look, I'm bitching a lot, but I fucking love this movie. I know you like, do. Yeah, well, that's what we do. I love yeah. it too. I'm having a blast. I mean, as much as it sucks not hearing it, I'm actually having a blast watching it. Just dropping dingleberries all over them. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> These kids are going to be high as fuck. They just got, like, angel dust dumped all over their fucking face. Uh... EC Peter Pan. (laughs) Williams combed his hair. Yeah. His hair was all wild and shit, and then it's just kind of more brushed backwards. I still love the compass rose on the floor of the ocean. So do I. And now his hair's fucked up again. Must be windy in Neverland. Yeah. Bullshit, you did it first. You did it once already. Yeah, I'll never forget you. And fucking, like, what are you talking about, dude? Motherfucker, you did it already once. You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd it be that kid who thinks he's going to get it? He smirks and he's like, oh, fuck. All the other kids are like, God damn it. Yeah, right. And who do I look after? Little bugs. Never bugs. Little ones. Never bugs. All right, you got me on that one. What the fuck is a never bug? What the hell's half this stuff? Who the fuck calls themselves thud butt? Why do they make a cheese and call it Thud Butt? Uh, 
imagine a stud butt cream cheese? Don't ask. All right, just <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. Thank you. That was good. That was a great game. <laughs> that was great. Nicely done, Siege. Thank you. Now, do you think this was a? I mean, it, it it's not a dream, right? Like we're we're we established it's not a dream. I don't think it is. But I've heard people fucking say it is. But like the kids are clearly missing, and they don't just. I mean, like how do they get back? Like the the you know they're, like, yeah they're just flying back in right now. Yeah, but no. then the whole thing with Smee at the end is that a dude who just looks like Smee. Or is that Smee? Well, I mean, you said yourself in the other versions of Peter Pan that Hook and the Hook looks like another character in the real world, right? I forget what you said. Well, no, what I said was is that in the stage productions, it's the father who play the guy who plays Mister Darling also plays Captain Hook. Right. Well, I'm, that's kind of my point, though, is I'm wondering if they did the same thing with Bob Hoskins. Like, you know what I mean? To kind of throw a nod to that kind of thing, maybe. So it's not Hook, but... Do you know because there is at? no Mr. Darling. If anything, Peter Pan is Mr. Darling. Right. So but they, so they can't do that. So what they do is they do Smee as like a street sweeper, you know. But the whole thing of like someone was clearly watching the house goes with my theory. Maybe there are just pirates just... Maybe. Hanging out Kensington Gardens, you know? Maybe. That's fucked up. I didn't really piece that. She's so distraught and traumatized from her kids being missing that she looks at them as they're, like, a quote-unquote asleep in bed and doesn't register that they're there. She thinks she's hallucinating. Right. right. That's fucked up. Yeah, but I've heard of that being a real thing, though, from... You know, when people, you know, parents are missing kids and stuff. We've, we've got to give praise to that actress who plays uh, Moira. Yeah. I, I can't fucking remember her name, but... Um, it is... When she, when she breaks down and and sobs, like, it's so fucking believable. Oh, yeah. She does a great job. Caroline Goodall. Okay. Oh, you would know her from something else, Rico. She's in Schindler's List. She's also, if I remember, I think she's in Disclosure, which I also remember. All right, there's Hello. fucking... Hello. Hello, trouble with the missus. About time you get home. And then Tink shows up. So it's not a dream, but it's... Seriously. Yeah, I don't I heard... I heard allegedly that Dante Bosco wants to make a Rufio spinoff and he's like asking like crowdfunding. But I'm like, dude, did you see the fucking movie? You're dead. Unless it's a prequel. Like it's that time between Pan and, and Hook. I would believe that if Dante Bosco didn't fucking age 30 years. Well, there's that. I mean, I I admit that, you know, there's the stereotype that Asians don't fucking age that, you know, dramatically until they do. But, you know, you can't fucking play a 14-year-old. It's just not going to happen. Oh, give us a kiss. Come here, you machine. Woof, woof. 
think oh my it God. I think her, it actually exists. Do- Dude, her doghouse is Nana Eight. Okay. Like, like, remember I was saying they. Oh yeah. I never fucking noticed that. Rico, it came out. What came out? It's called Bangarang. It actually fucking exists now? Yeah. He was crowdfunding it like a couple years ago. When the... How is this not a fucking thing? 2017. It's a short film. It's only 17 minutes. Oh, okay. I thought... Okay, that makes more sense. Why? Because I ran out of this. Why? And he doesn't play Rufio. So what the... What? Hmm. Well, all right. That's... What? What? <laughs> what? How often do you think Ron Williams got in trouble for being a little blue, making blue jokes around the kids? More than none. (laughs) Never, ever, ever close the window. You're going to freeze, motherfucker. Like, that's awful advice to give to your children. Leave these windows closed. Leave them always open. Motherfucker, just, like, be normal, for Christ's sake. Brad... I'm going to have to call you back. He's like, oh, no. He's like, have you ever wondered what it's like to feel the exhilaration of flying? Feel this. And poor Brad is just still on the fucking lo- on the line. How, like, it's good for Toodles to be sent back, but how fucking, like, awful is that going to be? You've what do you mean? This- You've got this fucking, you know, 75-year-old man. See, I, I, because he's a lost boy and not Peter, I have it in my head. I've always had it in my head that when he goes back, he he reverts back to the age he was when he left. That's just been how I've, um, you know, there's no, I have no evidence to it. I have nothing to, to back that up. It is strictly just what I believe for when he goes back. I, I, I mean, I. You could have your own theory and thoughts about it. I don't get it because Peter is like the king of Neverland and like the leader of the Lost Boys. He would have reverted back to his childhood self. And and the whole point is that Wendy keeps growing up. She can't go back. She's too old. So I think well, there's kind of not, like, hey. Wendy's not from there. Toodles was from there. And maybe that's well, why, Pete, you know what I mean? Maybe that, like, like, I feel like the Lost Boys are like, well, no, because Thudbutt remembers his mother, so I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm with you, but at the same... The only person who's really from there are the engine, are the Indians, the fuck, and the, the pixie uh, fairies. Tinkerbell and, Tinkerbell and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the No one fucking is actually from... Even Peter was, you know... Right. This version changes it. He's a little British kid, and but in the... I think he was actually like born in Neverland because he looks he looks kind of elven. He's got like pointy ears True. in the book. I just imagine it was like, you know, a pirate. No, see, I never noticed that That's... before. What? Him like doing like laps around the top of Big Ben. 
Yeah, like fucking cartwheeling and yeah. Well, we uh we got hooked into this shit. What'd you guys <laughs> think? You guys like Kathleen Kennedy. Wow, yeah. early fucking Justin Robin. Julia gets her own oh. title card. So does Bob, yeah. Yeah. So does Maggie. It's weird to call it hook. Why do you say that? When you call it pan? It's weird to, to make a thing about but it's about hook. it's about Hook's revenge story. It's about him trying to get revenge. The whole the whole basis of it is and I think he gets lost sometimes, is that he's trying to get revenge on Pan. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think I think that's why you can call it Hook. Cause it, I, look, as as much as and we didn't really get into this, but I, I honestly feel like the story's more about Hook and what he's trying to do with his with Pan's son with Jack more than about Pan's redemption. You know? Yeah, but I would say they follow Peter Pan's storyline and and uh story, you know, his his progression. Well, sure. Whereas Hook doesn't really grow as a character, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's a weird like let's say you're writing this. Your obvious thing would be to write call it Peter Pan, the lost years, or you know, Pan the Future, or whatever, or just call it Pan or something. But then to fucking title it Hook, it'd be like writing another like chapter of Harry Potter and just calling it Voldemort. Or another book of Harry Potter and just calling it Voldemort. Not have Harry Potter on it. Right. I, I mean, it's just a weird kind of pitch. I'm imagining Nick Castle pitching well, th- it. Yeah. I was gonna say at this point, don't don't write another Harry Potter book. <laughs> I keep hearing they may make a they may reboot it as a show, like on HBO, and have like a whole show. No. Every, which I kind of am fine with. I'm like, no, make every why anything that gives that woman money, no. She's look, man. She's gonna get money regardless. I'm yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the fucking of the author, but I'm a fan of the work. But to see a show where each episode's a chapter, I think would be a proper way of actually handling the series. Fair enough. You go for fucking seven seasons. There you go. Most shows really start getting stale around the seventh season anyways. Right, right. Um, anyways. I know it's not possible, but how funny would it be if we're just sitting here watching this and suddenly... Uh... Maddie Granger, or Matt Granger, or Matthew Granger, you know. I I would find that especially amazing since he was not doing shit in for another eight, eight years, years later. years, yeah, no, I get it. I'm saying that. That, that would be fun. I, I'm looking forward to, like, something like that happening where it's like, wait, what the fuck? Rodney Dangerfield was in this? Like, <laughs> some something really bizarre well, I mean, we kind of had that when we were going over to cast for the Muppet movie, and we were coming across, like, you know, John Landis and Tim Burton and all that stuff. 
Yeah, that's I, 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 the John Landis thing is is becoming like an interesting contention between you and Todd. I proved him wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, when that hat was happening on Get Vocal, it was like it almost looked like you guys were about to fucking have like a fight over the stupidest thing ever. Just be like, no, Jan L- John Landis was Grover. Like, who gives a fuck, guys? Like, take it easy. But I can't talk that much shit because you and I have had like similar arguments where it's like other people are like, are you guys actually going to have a fight over fucking who like if Dustin Hoffman was really fucking captain? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no nap is named Ahmed Stoner. That's well, you kind of have to do that to make this movie. I don't think. uh I, I don't think uh, uh, Spielberg smoked enough pot. <laughs> I don't think he actually is like, uh, I, I think he actually disproves, like, uh, doesn't approve of uh, marijuana smoking. That wasn't stunned me. Seth Rogen told a story about how he was at a party and he was smoking a joint and Spielberg went right up to him as initiated conversation and he's like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm, I, Steven Spielberg is in front of me and I'm smoking this joint. Do I stop? Do I keep going? And then, like, that, and you could see that he said he saw that Spielberg would, like, was very aware it was a joint and then just immediately walked away after, like, trying to initiate conversation and then never, like, that was the, that was the it. Like, well, you he just said smoked he away. Him, like, yeah. Sorry. Well, all right. Good, guys, thing, well... That, good thing that happened right before the fucking thing's about to end. So Yeah, well, thank you, everybody, for for watching the film with us. We I had a blast, Rico. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and I think we made a good pick going with Hook. Um, it Absolutely. was fun. I, uh, I'd i love... We got to do another one before the... Well, actually, we owe the audience another one before the holiday season's over, so we'll be doing another one soon. Uh, we won't say what that is yet, but um, I do want to stress again... Uh, the New Year's celebration. Uh, we will be live on Get Vocal for New Excuse Eve. I also want to pre- stress that, you know, with it being holiday, Rico and I did talk about it. Christmas is on a Friday. We will be on Get Vocal on Christmas Day. So we will be there. If you're not able to go with family or whatever and you want to hang out with us on Get Vocal, you know, we'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll so. fucking uh, mistletoe and folly. There you go. So, but yeah, thanks everybody for for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed the movie, and uh, we'll 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 see you next time, right, Rico? Bangarang! Hey, today a podcast is cute. We're gonna be talking about nerdy things, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, dragons and dungeons, and ladies in the dungeons, and the last Star Wars movies and dragons. And we're going to also talk about nerdy things, nerdier things, like Princess Leia in her slave costume, and sexy things like dragons.